This isn't for everyone, but neither is this fucking podcast. the Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Fullen. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we are going to be bullshitting about the 400 years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Today we are having the whole cul-de-sac over for a Bigfoot pizza party and a hardcore sesh with Capcom's 1990 release of Yo Noid on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Emulation disclosure, I played on the Nestopia RetroArch Core on my PC with a standard USB NES controller piped in. Jay, how did you and play? And I played the exact same way. All right. Please rate and review the podcast. Be part of the ISOH movement. Give us validation on the podcast platform of choice, of your choice, and the point of rating a review, and we will read it here on the pod. What are we jamming on now? Jay, that's not Diablo behind you. That is not. Definitely still playing Diablo, though. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> still, still working through that with Courtney. It's, it's funny, you know, talking to people at work because everybody's still playing through it. A lot of people have beat the campaign and they moved on to the end game now so definitely still playing diablo I was we said on i think it was on fourth of july we in the morning we're like we got it we just we got to find something to quest on fuck it let's just should we just bite the bullet and and get diablo and we're like i guess okay oh. so like took all day to even get it not all day but it took a while we decided like we should while we're eating or something it should be downloading so we should get it done so we finally get it up on the screen and i looked at it and i was like 70 dollars. i was like like once i saw it visually i was like fuck you no way <laughs> and nope didn't do it <laughs> oh my gosh. just you're missing out you're missing out it really is a quality game like when you get into it the, the cinematics the gameplay everything about it still still quality we can there will always be the internal debate about how much games should cost how much they it's want. not worth 70 dollars there's no way it's worth seventy dollars. Oh, it definitely is, but that's just me. The amount of playtime you can get out of that game, and the amount of playtime we hey, we have gotten out of it, like yeah, agree to disagree. But okay. other than that, yeah, man, I am playing Wild Hearts. So this is a such a unique game coming from EA. I'm assuming you haven't heard of it. Okay, so this I saw the trailer for this before I don't it was think. released. I don't know. It sounds. It's, I guess that's a word that could easily be. Uh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I remember Courtney and I kind of seeing the trailer and thinking like, "Oh, that game looks like it might be interesting." You know, let, let's check it out when it comes out. And so it's it's based in a beautiful like Asian fantasy environment. You're a hunter, like in the in a similar vein of like a Monster Hunter or a Dauntless. So you like the gameplay loop. Is it couch co op? Uh, no, it is um, online co-op. So, mm. but I'll get to that because that part is actually really, really good. But yeah, like the environment and storytelling provides so much more intrigue than I got with like Dauntless. Dauntless, like it's not really a story. You're just going out hunting, hunting beasts together, getting gear to like make better gear, uh, make better gear, and then going out to hunt more monsters. Like this, there's not really a lot of detail there. But with this, like the story is really good. It, it gives you much more of like why you're doing it and where you're at. Additionally, you have this, like, what they call karakuri, which are these fantasy gadgets that you can build on the fly to help battle what they call kimono, which are the wild mythical beasts. That's what they're called. And so, like, you're in this, you know, mythical, you know, Asian environment, and these kimono are kind of taking over part of the land. And when they do, like, 
they have different abilities, so they're obviously screwing up like the natural biodiversity and everything, and people end up like moving away and selling in different cities. Doesn't kimono like, like hard mean robe? Not that kimono. Like not like kimono, like that kind right. of kimono. But isn't that what the word means? It's a it's a it's spelled different. That's all okay. I know. It's spelled okay. different. It. Sounds the same, but I know okay. it's a different word. Because even like in the when I first started playing the story and they were talking about these kimono, I'm like, what are they talking about? And then when I came across, I'm like, oh, these are the kimono. I get it. Um, so I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it differently, but that's what it sounds like in the game. Um, but it it's really fun. Like the the art style is really good. It has a lot of different elements of like, hey, you're going out. You're you're kind of you can kind of build like not an outpost, but kind of like, hey, your camp. And, and there's, there's so much to it, like little tiny things here and there that are more than just like defeating Monster a beast Hunter. and getting loot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more than just that. One of the things I do like is, you know, talking about the multiplayer aspect, you can much more easily call on players to assist you with taking down a, a giant kimono and everybody gets credit for slaying it. So I know you didn't play Elden Ring, but like calling for assistance there is so freaking hard because you have to find somebody who's at that exact same point trying to fight that exact same boss. And then you have to like stand on the thing to try to hope somebody like, yeah, I didn't know the call to come. I did not know that's how it was. How the fuck did that ever work? I mean, I know a lot of people played the game, but hold on. What the fuck? I mean, well, when the game first came out, yeah, much easier because a lot of people were all over the place. But after that, like I kind of had to call phone a friend like, Hey, can you jump on this game and help me, help me like beat this specific kind of boss. That's why I'm still stuck on that game and haven't beat it (laughs) very close to the end. Very close. But there's this giant damn, it's a literal giant, mountain giant troll that I cannot defeat. And gotta, gotta I tried calling for help. Bat signal on Reddit or something, man. There's someone out Reddit. there. Who will... Well, I kind of just lost lost like the, the flame for it. Like sure. One of these days, maybe I'll go back and finish it because I am so close, but it's still annoying. Uh, but like on the flip side, this is the exact opposite of that. Like You're going out. You pull I, wonder if that's sh- che- I wonder if that's cheap yet. I should see if that's cheap yet. Probably it's not. definitely on sale right now. Definitely on sale. I did see that yesterday. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know how cheap, but I did see it was on sale. And I was like, oh, I already own it. But, you know, but there is the ultimate game sale going on. So check it out. Um, but yeah, you, you can much more easily call for assistance. Like you just you're going out to hunt for this specific beast because you need like this thing that it has. Or you're trying to, you know, fulfill a quest that somebody had. Like, hey, we really need you to help take down. You're the special hunter. So you can much more easily just call for help and people just join you and join up like. I don't know why Elden Ring, for all that it's toughness, like, I don't know why it did it the way that it did, because it's so easy for me playing a game like this to just, like, why didn't they do it that way? But Yeah, it's, if you're going to have it at all, I don't see why there would be any friction to it. That seems dumb to me. But yeah, that's... I don't, exactly. I don't make AAA video games. There's a lot of things that seem dumb to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The good thing about this, too, is that, like, you just put up your Hunter's version of the bat signal, and I've never had a problem getting help. So the game is still healthy. You know, people are playing it regularly. Um, and, and you don't really need to get on mic to chat with them. It's like, all right, let's go use your, use your Carter Curry skills and like take him down. And so it's really fun. Cause like at first I didn't really understand what was going on. It's like this magical box that, you know, some mythical thing and it gets implanted in you. So that's how you're able to call on these, uh, these gadgets. And like the more that you, the more that you do in the story, the more you unlock more and special gadgets, which allow you to either built like build a giant wall that do they call them gadgets in the game no they're called katakuri oh, but like okay. they're essentially fa- say gadgets gadgets. seems like very out of place yeah exactly <laughs> it's more like <laughs> mythical assistance uh, machines i don't i don't know what you call it but it's 
it's, it definitely sounds cooler than the way I'm explaining it. Okay. Uh, it, it flows within a story, makes okay, it much, you know, very fantasy. It doesn't break the fantasy logic. Uh, but it's it's a blast, man. I'm having so much fun with it. It's something that I had to kind of force myself to put down to do other things from time to time. Because I'm like, wow, I could just keep doing this. I, I don't know, like, what, like, the end of the game looks like or how you get there since I'm, you know, much earlier on. But I've played it a lot and still having a blast. So. Word. Word. Definitely having fun with some Wild Hearts. After that, a fun one, which I never thought would be as fun as it is, is My Hero 1's Justice. Now, this game is based on the popular anime franchise, My Hero Academia. I'm assuming you've never heard of that. No, dude, My Hero Academia is, long ago, there, I I don't even know. Yeah, no, that was like a Game Pass thing I think I got. That was the, it kind of, I told you, it kind of looked a little bit River City Ransomy, and it it was like a role-playing game. Where you had to do, it was set on a school, but you had to do volleyball battles. Or not, sorry, not volleyball, dodgeball battles. I think you're thinking about a different game. because there's No, no it's My Hero Academia was the IP for sure. Oh, well, really? Yeah, one, that was that's what it was called. Uh, uh, yeah, and it, I mean, it's a, I'm not saying it's the same game. I'm oh, saying I think I know what you're talking about now. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, it was, it was, I mean, it didn't, I didn't stick through the whole thing, but it was, Interesting, and I was impressed with the nuance of the dodgeball mm-hmm. battles. You know, that was a one-player game, right? Yeah, I think so. Because I think yeah. I, I think I downloaded it thinking it was multiplayer, and I was immediately disappointed because I wanted to play it with the kids, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is single player. Never mind." So. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was like a you know, it's it's set in this juvenile story world, but the actual RPG mechanics of it were mm-hmm. lengthy and, and elaborate for sure. Okay, nice. Well, so, yeah, this was, one. Yeah, based off the same franchise, and so the idea is that, you know, at least with the, the anime itself, is that 80% of the population has developed what's called quirks. So basically, most of the, of the world has mutant powers, which led to the rise of being a superhero as a profession. But to do that, you've got to prove yourself with the most direct way being getting I accepted. I don't, I do not remember, I do not remember that. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it, like almost like being an actor. Like if everybody wants to be an actor, all of a sudden, like you really, well, that was the thing with the, that's what the that volleyball or the dodgeball shit was. It was like a dodgeball school that you weren't <laughs> supposed to be able to get into, right. but somehow you either talked your way in or something, you know, but because you, weren't supposed to be there everyone looked down upon you and you were an underdog you know yeah. so and that's kind of the same thing with the with the the anime right there's a dude who doesn't really have a quirk at first and like he ends up meeting all might who is like that universe's superman okay. but like his quirk is passed down like you can give it to somebody and like because he has he's so pure of heart and kind of all this and that like he decides to bestow on him his power so it's like all about the first season is all about him like learning to try to even deal with that because each time he tried to use the each time he tries to use the power he like hurts himself and has to get like because his body can't handle it and he has to get like mm-hmm. healed and so my daughter's really into the anime and so when i saw this as a game i'm like hey let's play it together and it's actually really fun this game specifically though what my hero one's justice i actually have that and my hero one's justice too but the it's a fighting game so like a 3d fighting game a la tekken you know you're moving around but like the mechanics are so much better than I expected because you think fighting my immediate thought is like okay Street Fighter Mortal Kombat like something like that but like because the whole 3D environment really is 3D and because everybody has superpowers you can fly up on the wall fight on the wall like there's just so much going on with the physics that it makes it 
really fun to use those powers. And so I haven't gone through the story yet because <laughs> when when I went to start the story and I was playing with my daughter, we realized that we're in like season two of the actual of watching the anime on Hulu. And the point that we're at start the point that we're at is before where the story starts. <laughs> the ruin the story. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right. She was like, nope, we got to turn it off. Let's get to let's get to in the season two. I feel I respect. I respect that. the fuck out of that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, it's so good <laughs> watching that because you know it's anime, so it's fun, it's quirky, it's silly. But like the game itself, like when I'm in the mood again, kind of going back to what I said before of like, hey, I want something that's not a first person shooter, but I want to fight. It's really good, really fantastical. So anybody who's actually into My Hero Academia. My Hero One's Justice is a great representation of that. Just really, I feel like I'm taking the show and I'm just jumping in and being able to play characters. So playing the shit out of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so after we were playing, after we we're going through the last mag episode and we were talking about WrestleMania and like which WrestleMania was the best, I know uh, some of the disciples on Facebook were kind of talking about that, which is great. <laughs> Um, I actually jumped into WWE 2K23. You know, again, you know, after playing Creed Rumble boxing, boxing, I'm like, I, I need some more non-first person shooters. Let me just, I want to fight people, and I'm admittedly out of the loop completely when it comes to wrestling. I haven't followed it since high school. Like, I graduated high school and pretty much never watched wrestling again. You know, so you better believe that I immediately unlocked. You, you come in, you have like enough gems or coins, whatever it is, to unlock a character. So I had to unlock. The greatest wrestler of all time, the Ultimate Warrior, first and foremost, and he's all I play with. But I haven't played it a ton yet, so there's lots to learn, obviously. But I am definitely enjoying it. I mean, I'm like Ultimate Warrior is like an 88, and I'm fighting against people who are rated like 69. Still a struggle because you know I'm getting used to all the buttons because it's so much more complex. But the fact that it is complex, I'm like, man, I can grapple, throw people off the ropes. There's just all the things you want to do as a wrestler, you can. So I can tell this is going to be something that's going to take a bit of a learning curve to kind of get used to all of it, like any other, you know, 2K game, football, basketball, whatever it is. I haven't I'm played it yet, but I feel like I read and see shit that they all tend to be very well received, like they're well yeah. done games. Um, it's no Madden, if you yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wish I knew more of the wrestlers, right? Because you know me, it's all old school. Wrestlers. Yeah, the, I was gonna. I mean, you were. I thought you were gonna say like. I thought you were gonna say that there's like a story of some kind. I'm sorry. I. I I would be shocked to hear that they, those modes, but I don't. I was gonna say that they don't have like a career thing, like like two K whatever I was oh, playing yeah. did. I'm I would guess they have that too, but I thought you were gonna say that you didn't know the storylines. I'm like, how can that matter at all? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. I've right. been, you know, I I have played it again. I haven't played it a ton yet, so when I do, it's more of like I want to jump into a match and kind of get used to controls and all that. I'm sure, like if I played through whatever different modes they have, I would kind of learn that, but. If it's if I got like thirty minutes to play, I just want to go like body slam people and drop elbows. Like let's let's jump in. Does that mean they like, you know all, that, all this AI conversations? Got how hard like you know things that AI can be tasked with, things that AI can't be tasked with. I feel like concocting believable and well uh, organic, well integrated wrestling storylines is well within AI's capability. <laughs> You know, you so it's think. probably it's yeah. probably pretty good. It's probably <laughs> are, are not good, but pretty on par with if you were following real world wrestling storylines. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, it's probably not sure. far. Yeah, but more to, more to come on that because I, I will play through some of the other modes. Like I said, I just had to unlock my dude. I, I still have to. I still will have to unlock like Bret the Hitman Hart. You know, the Undertaker, the dudes I liked back in the day, um, just so I can have some 
variety of people I that I'm familiar with, and not just like the random new wrestlers that Sergeant I Slaughter. Oh man, freaking <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, for as far as wrestling goes, it's it's a quality freaking game, and no wonder it's you know so highly. Have you seen Marty Jannetty's mullet yet? <laughs> <laughs> I am not, yeah. but I will never forget that name, Marty. <laughs> yeah, you know. a, definitely got to unlock that stat. Maybe, maybe not, you you should be able to unlock just his mullet, <laughs> just mullet mode. Regan yeah, stand, yeah, standalone mullets should be achievable uh, trophies in the game. I agree. But yeah, man, that's that's kind of it. I mean, I'm I'm also still playing Halo Infinite. I will say, for as much as this game has been maligned, that people still talk about like the Master Chief Collection being like the best halo experience like halo infinite with every season has just gotten better and better they add more modes more weapons more like scenery it's just gotten to the point where even where i took like a little bit of a break i'm coming back and i'm like yeah i'm, I'm still back into this game like i thought for me it was always about the story and being able to play co-op campaign with my brother and things like that but i have it's become much more of a like happy PVP experience for me. Cause I, you know I me, mean? I love competition. If I can like compete with somebody in anything, I'm going to do it, you know? So being able to jump in there and really just kick ass and come away with like 20 kills and like five deaths is like, yes, I, I want some more of that. And there's, again, the scenery is so, so good. The backgrounds, the new environments they keep adding are so well done. I was playing the other day and I was just like, wow, this, I feel like this is the like coolest map I've, I've seen them introduce yet and i just i want to go into these new environments with my existing skill set and just wreck fools and it's allowed me to do that so i'll continue to play halo infinite as long as they continue to add cool stuff sure you're not alone in that well i appreciate your showmanship jay to have not brought it up to this point and to leave everyone on the edge of their seats but the real question that needs to be answered in this segment is have you played eso i have not okay Woo. No more ESO. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's it's uninstalled. I've even looked from time to time because I still see people on my friends list playing it regularly, and I'm still in the Discord with my with my you know prior guild, and they're always looking for people to jump in and do like the brand newest trial. And part of me was like, I kind of want to jump in and just like do this new trial just to do it. But then what I'm do you like, do? Just go take a cold shower or what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I canceled my ESO plus subscription and I'm not resubscribing to that. It's kind of the, the helpful bridge. I'm like, Nope, I'm not doing that again. It's not worth me playing. Like I'm not going to play the game with that level of frequency anymore. You know, like I, I could presumably jump in and do it, but I think I would either have to have bought the newest chapter to play that trial or be subscribed to ESL plus. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll let you guys take it from here. So just to clarify what you're saying there, they, so it's two different models or you, you don't need, you don't need a subscription and to buy these things. No. So you can, so if you have ESO, the ESO plus subscription, it basically gives you like just all, all the, the new inventory shit. Okay, space and all that stuff that you need just ongoing, which like if you're going to play the game, you kind of need that. Otherwise, you're going to get annoyed with your inventory situation pretty damn quick. But also as a subscriber to ESO plus, you get all the newest, you get all of the, the regular updates and DLCs. And I, I, but separately, you can just buy the newest chapter Necrom. You could just buy it on its own and just play it without being subscribed to ESO plus. Um, but I, yeah. With so other either, people. With other people. Interesting. I mean, you could get on, obviously you could buy Necrom and play it by yourself and, you know, have the new zone and whatever else 
and not have to deal with other people. But I mean, it's an MMO, so people are going to be there. And if you want to complete a trial, you still got to have 11 other people. So I realized that kind of complicated the matter. And I was like, nope, I'm going to go play some Wild Hearts instead or one of these other awesome games I had. Too many, okay. too many hot stuff coming out, man. Like Exo Primal was just released this week. I pre-installed it, but I haven't played it yet because I haven't had time. That's probably what I'm going to do this afternoon. Pre-installed. Yeah. I don't usually do that with games that are coming, but like that one, had to do it. Had to do it. It's got like... So, oh, so hold on. Characters. We're talking about... Yeah, I'm sh- I assume you have to pre-order it as well to facilitate Well, no. This, this was on Game Pass. Like, you, you know, uh, talking Game Pass first, so I don't need to pre-order it. Just install so, it. So, so it lets you download and take up your hard drive space. But the game isn't actually playable, playable yet. until it releases. Okay, and this is for the release, or this is the game that's already out that they're they're just going to is going is getting licensed to Game Pass post. No, they were. It's day and date, so it was just released and at the same time on the Game Pass. But like beforehand, like they were hyping it up, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I saw trailers for it, and I was like, this. Looks great. I will pre-install it because I, I mean I guess it's good it. because you know fuck who space who cares and two like you know if you're excited you don't want to wait for the fucking those things take forever so I get that exactly. but it is funny. <laughs> well, I, I used to be like a space hoarder, so I would just leave all my games because I just wanted to be able to see all the games in one place at all times, <laughs> and I realized I can just reinstall them if I need to. So I just uninstalled stuff I'm no longer playing to actually free up space on my yeah. It, I like to have the library there at all times at any point. And then I realized, am I really playing Destiny 2 again? Like, am I really going to keep playing it? Probably yeah. not. That's 150 gigs done right there. I, I am just as uh, thorough and um, minimalistic with my digital real estate as I am with my physical real estate. I am very good at, nope, throw that the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it yeah, makes man, me feel so good lots, to do so. Lots of games, lots of jamming. What about you? Uh, not, not even really, it occurred to me last night as I was downloading something new that I have not played a ton. Uh, I, a little bit of that coin game stuff I found, you know, I told you I'm still finding stuff in that game, which it's just not a big enough world seemingly for that to be the case. But I found an entire old school style shopping mall across the street from the carnival. Huge discovery. And there's obviously. We're talking, la- wait, we're talking strip mall. We're talking like e- East, Internal mall Eastland kind of thing. Okay. Uh, no, like downtown Columbus oh, Center like Mall. City Center. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, snap. City Center. Yeah. Sorry. The so yeah, there's obviously an Aladdin's Castle knockoff in there. Oh, yes. There's a food court. There's they even have stores that I don't. I haven't been able to find anything to do in yet. There's like a Foot Locker knockoff where you just go in and there's like a dude's trying on sneakers and shit and there's a candy store they have dude i can't believe this was there they had and it's literally just you're just throwing money away at least i think uh, you know there's no which i love about this that there's no like tutorials you that you cl- click it on yeah it's just like <laughs> you just try shit and then it's, it's like being a kid you just try shit and sometimes it doesn't do anything for your life that's good <laughs> you know so but they have just out in the hallways they have a few of those what do you call it? It's like a funnel that you drop the money in and it just spins forever before oh, it goes down the hole. Like they're usually like a charity thing, you know? And I think that's how it's staged, but there's no, obviously, there's, you don't, 
There's no like karma points. Yeah, there's no <laughs> karma points or anything. At least that again that I found. So you're literally just it takes forever too for the fucking coin to go down too. So I was just like watching it, like man, something better happen, and then nope, nothing <laughs> happens. Uh, yeah, just very again. But I think that very much captures what it's like to be a child. Just like you see something, no one's around to tell you not to do the stupid thing, and you do it. it so you just do it on your own accord, and then you that, just sit there and pay the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really fucking. So yeah, a lot of cool shit in there. That's pretty fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm periodically dropping in to just when I want some of that action. When some of that action strikes my fancy, I'll pop in and play a day or two of that. Uh, all the game, same thing, just like the claw machine and the fucking the claw machine, the quarter game and the or the quarter pushing thing and the ski ball, dude. I just like can't get enough. I, you know, I found other arcades and shit, and I've tried a bunch of the games, and they're just. None of them are as good as those three things in the first arcade that is closest mm-hmm. to where you start in, like, your kind of your baby nut arcade. I did find also the putt-putt. I think I hadn't found that last time. The putt-putt's actually pretty good, dude. I mean, it's not fucking great, but it, it's not certainly, like, it's not like a walkabout. But it's, for a putt-putt game in a much bigger game, as just like a, again, there's not even any, it's just something you spend money on. You don't even get tickets or, like, there's no, it does not advance your... Anything. It's just something to go do, you know. It's actually pretty fucking good. Same thing. I tried the go karts too. Same thing. Like, just doesn't do anything for your game or like your progress. If there, if you even oh, want to say there fun. is any in the game, <laughs> yeah, just it's just something to do. And there's actually com- competitors, and it, you know, it keeps the times and shit. It gives you something to be competitive about. But and it's certainly not easy to control those fucking things. But uh, yeah, interesting that there's just so much world to that game that doesn't really seem to be have true purpose mm-hmm. unless you say the purpose is just to exist there, you know, which I think maybe is the intent. Sounds like to me, it sounds like just immersing you more in that world. Like, Hey, you can do stuff. It's just going to be for fun. So right. you're not yeah. going to get anything else out of it. Just like, yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. Wild, wild game, wild game, such a cool creative thing. That, um, very commendable endeavor for that developer. I finished my Willow Kill Quest that I had had begun before the last episode. The end run of it, it's like it's a little bit of stupid runaround on fetch quests that you don't even there's a, like they're fetch quests. You're assigned them, and then at the end of them, you you don't actually get to fetch the thing that you're questing for. It's kind of just like a red herring quest. Mm. So it was like a, a lot of that shit towards the end that I could have done without probably that I think just slowed down what the actual narrative through line was, you know, it's kind of just busy work, which is not uncommon for NES games, I suppose. But other than that, uh, it's a pretty all in solid, solid game that I think uh, I can see why there's a broad nostalgic fueled affinity for it. It's, it's a pretty good uh, adventure game for the time. Again, we're talking 1989, you know, so rather early in the system. So that was cool and fun. And then the only, only other thing I really have to talk about, uh, I actually have not played a single moment of Demio or Walkabout, which is funny. It's on the ESO topic there. Um, they have a new one dropping, though, I think, in the 20th, so I'll probably jump back in this week. But A new Walkabout? or Demio? A new Walkabout course. Yeah, it's. I think it's another... What the fuck was the gimmick to it? I think it's got a gimmick, which doesn't have me overly excited about it. Something about lasers or something that's like a... Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember what exactly the pitch text was, but something to do with there's like a laser it's like a laser tag. Oh, arena or tag. something, yeah. I mean, yeah, like the yeah, the concept is interesting to me. 
I just hope the actual putt putt is still putt putt. You know, like we can have fun gimmicks in there, but don't make me do something dumb that like it's again. I just always go back to that upside downtown. Like cool gimmick, but I don't want to play that course at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. That's totally uh, fair. So I just hope the the, the putt putt is still good. But yes, the thing I downloaded last night that I had been kicking around and thinking about uh, is Pixel Rip 1978, which is behind me right now. And this is apparently a series I hadn't really heard of it until I saw this one coming out. And this one is highly aligned. They licensed Atari properties and stuff in it. So it's got... I haven't played an actual Atari game yet, but I can. there's Atari shit everywhere in it. So I can see... Like you're actually playing an Atari controller. It's an Atari Heavy Sixer, the wood grain one that like is your dev kit. Like that's the whole thing. Yes, correct. Yeah. So like the, I mean, I don't. Where do you how do you even like describe? It's like a very creative kind of out there idea. That's like this hybrid between. Like I guess technically you're a character. Like your character is, I think, a developer at Atari headquarters in 1983, I think is when it started. Um, so not 1978. <laughs> I think you go further back in time. You, there's okay. time travels involved. So uh, yeah, you start like you start cause the whole thing is you're chasing this digital presence back through time. Cause the, the story starts in 1996, which I guess the last one was 1995. So the, uh, the, the game starts in 1996, a year after, the shit you had done for Pixel Rip 1995, and you're doing like the one year celebration of having done this thing, and it's pretty cool the way it's, it gives you the epilogue or the prologue is kind of like you start in this house and like you're in a game and it looks like a 1996 like an SNES game that you're in like you're even holding kind of an SNES rip off pad, um, you're on this tube TV with fucking rabbit ears. I posted the video of this on the thing, and you're explained the backstory in an NES game on the TV that you're just like walking by the things in, you know, so like the, the story cards or whatever. So just, you know, a pretty creative way to deliver that, I think. And then you finish that and you like have to walk outside your house and it's like, uh, you're in a, again, a 1996-ish kind of open worldy game and the characters look like a game sprite from that era you're talking to people and shit and you kind of learn a few mechanics and then some shit fucking goes haywire and you kind of jump into the the real game which transitions you from that like in a game world to yes a developer sitting in her desk at her desk in 1983 i think it is and you have like a dev kit in front of you and a 2600 and there's like a couple carts there and some design documents laying on your desk, and, like, there's a game on your screen, like your your 2600 TV and thing, that you're playing with a, with a, with a, with a, with a 2600 controller, or joystick, mm-hmm. and, like, people are walking in and talking, your characters are walking in, like, your boss comes in, he's, like, bitching at you about something, and you gotta, like, you're trying to, like, do things on your screen in the game with the Atari joystick and deal with this fucking dickhead asking you for things, taking something out of the trash. So you're like doing multiple, you're like running multiple story tracks kind of. And then something happens in the game and you get warped into the game. And then you're in, like you get to a point that you can't beat without being in it. And you have the capability or something incites your, your 
catalyzes you to transporting into the 2600 game itself. And then you're in, again, it honestly, it looks, the art style, you'll relate to this, reminds me a lot of Minecraft Dungeons. Like kind of that that blocky sprite stuff, you know. And you have like a ranged weapon, you have a melee weapon, and it's. I was actually pretty impressed with how varied, and obviously you're in a 3D world, you know, VR. So I was kind of impressed with how varied even in this first level the enemies that i interacted with was and how you had to use both the melee and the ranged cannon in combined ways to defeat these things you know so uh, yeah pretty you know and like 4.6 i think in the store like i said it's a series so they've done a few of these now uh they kind of have it figured out i think and it's pretty fucking unique man like I don't even know how to think about this. Like, it sounds like so. Like, I'm trying to picture what you're talking. It about. is, and, and, you know, and that was the thing. That's know. why <laughs> I had had it wishlisted. It's been out for at least a few weeks now, and like, I kind of was like back and forth, like looking at, it, like, I don't know, man. Like, that looks like kind of fucking all over the place, you know? <laughs> yeah, it uh, sounds all and, over the place. Yeah, and, and 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 theoretically, it is. And there are certainly moments of like, in it, it, it does a good job too, though, of baby, uh, you know, fucking. Holding your hand, I think. Uh, I usually am against that, but I think this, again, because there's so many mechanics and so many different ways to interact with the game and whatever um, formats to the gameplay that it requires it. But I think it's still done well and tactfully, the hand-holding to help you get acclimated to the things you need to do. Like, you know, when that when your boss first comes in, he's bitching you, trying to get you to hand something out of the trash, like, and you're trying to play the game instead. It's, like, overwhelming. And it's, like, he just kind of stands there and, like, in a good, well-rooted narrative way, is like an annoying boss. Uh, like you get, like you're in the fuck You can't keep fucking playing. Like, I'm like, I know you have like we gave you this task, but I need you to do this, please. You know, <laughs> so like it like it gave you the opportunity to get acclimated in in a well-rooted way. I think even so, yeah. I mean, twenty four ninety nine too, which is not you know. Considering it's Atari license, I know Atari is not like the most valuable IP in the universe right now, but still, I kind of expected getting into it that was kind of, that was almost i think that was almost a detractor to me honestly that it was only 24.99 it was a satari 50 license thing and i was like for that for that amount it's got to be a little half assed or something you know and i mean i only played in you know i didn't fucking i was playing it pretty late last night and uh i didn't get too far but it certainly seemed fucking very polished and well done, and, and and I'm pretty impressed. Like I said, all the reviews for it are fucking aces. So, yeah, pretty fucking cool. I think I think, and I mean, you know, if I I can easily see myself like if, if this holds up and I don't get soured by something along the way, when I finish this, I'll buy 1995 in a heartbeat. Okay, like, you know, so they uh, might have established themselves a long-time cons- customer here <laughs> uh, with this, this story. So, yeah, very cool. Uh, highly recommend. I posted a few videos of it last night. Uh, you can kind of check out the gameplay. Uh, it's pretty wild and well-priced.
stage one theme with no introduction, bringing us into our introduction of this amazing game. <laughs> amazing. Just laying it out there right from the jump, huh? Just doing it. Okay. Somebody's wrecking New York City, or maybe it's a whole gang. Wherever you go, hooligans jump out and knock you down. Can you imagine the noise? For instance, try strolling on the wharf and get flashed by a, or flapped by a fish, or go skateboarding in Central Park. You'll get shredded by dive bombers. And with loonies everywhere, what a time for a brownout in the Bronx. This is what the Noid is up against, and more. In fact, it looks like his duplicate Mr. Green is causing all the antics. That's double trouble. But the Noid's got plenty of ammo, supernatural powers, incredible inventions, and a whiz-bang yo-yo. He just needs a pizza every now and then to get him going. Same. And same Noid, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vibing with the Noid's whole fucking deal, huh? Well, what, what kind of game do we have to participate in to help the Noid out here? This is a classic side-scrolling action platformer, the kind that we love from the late 80s and early 90s. It is like they... And of course, we'll get into the... Uh, we'll expound upon this concept, but if, like... I guess you have to take out the fact that it's Noid and we have these pre-existing things about that brand and IP and what have you. But like, if you took that out and just replaced it with just about anything else, it is like the most non Well, that's not true because the pizza eating contest. But like the actual platforming parts of it are just like, I don't know. And it's not like horrible, but it's just like the quintessential. It is just so archetype of exactly that, of that, yes, this era's action platformer it's just like if we're it's like a it's like a fucking design school you know like they the, the thing they'll hand you on the first day to get like as like the first example of what you'll be learning yes. here at this course yes. and we'll talk about why spoiler very soon yes okay 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 <laughs> Well, it was released in November of 1990 after a surprisingly specific March 16 release and, in Japan. And I was shocked that even to find that it even came out in Japan. I wouldn't have guessed Domino's had a Japanese presence, but incorrect mm -hmm. idiot American exceptionalist. So operations in Japan began on September 30th, 1985. And fun fact about that via Domino's.com, there was not even a Japanese word for pepperoni at the time. So they had to introduce that word. It's like one of those, I know it's always what, hilarious. What, like, what are we eating here, guys? What is right. this? <laughs> well, it, 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 but it's also an opportunity for, I don't know, when you, I love when, I don't love it actually, it kind of, it kind of bugs me, but it is interesting to me, I suppose, that like when you uh, listen to someone speak another language and there's just that American word just comes slapping you in the face yes. in the middle of <laughs> shit you otherwise have no idea what they're saying. And it's just like that is exactly what happened there. So you have like a fully Japanese sentence and a pepperoni. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yes. There's got to be some sort of like meat stick fucking word that we could use instead of pepperoni for this thing. <laughs> But uh, as of the 35th anniversary, 35th anniversary in 2020, it was the largest pizza chain in the country. So doing good. okay uh, on uh, over in uh, East Asia. Back to the video game, dear listener. It was uh, it would get a U.S. arcade release in 1991 via the Play Choice 10 machines, which I also found to be rather surprising that they chose yeah. this for that machine. That's usually. I don't know. I guess I mean they. You know, if you go through and look at the lineage, there is a lot of there is a lot of variance there. But yeah, I just never would have guessed this game would have made the cut for 
for that. It's a different time, Josh. Different time, man. I'm telling you. I guess. For a rental, like, yeah. The artwork, the cover art, the red noid is bouncing across steel I-beams suspended high in the Manhattan skyline via the pizza crusher, and the green noid is giving Chase one close foot, one foot close behind. Is that right? Is giving Chase one foot close behind. No, that's not a sentence, right? It's giving Chase, <laughs> giving Chase near, close behind. So the red noid has his attack yo-yo garishly deployed, tied to his index finger, sticking up in the air. They really drive home the NYC-ness, too, I would say. You can see Lady Liberty, the Empire State Building, even the lesser-loved Chrysler Building in the background. You don't get that mm, depicted in, in kind not. of uh, whatever fantasy Pop depictions culture. of NYC. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> that is definitely like an extreme second fiddle to the Empire State Building. Oh, yeah. They can't have any confusion out there with what we're talking about, you know. That's like, true. That's well, yeah. You get I mean, I one guess, building in New York, one building, right? In and I, but I guess that's to the credit of this artwork that it is so well done that they are highly distinguishable, and I could discern that, you know. So yeah, I mean that that's part of the thing. If you have shitty, that's probably why it didn't happen as much because if you have shitty artwork or god awful pixel art, even you know clearly, mm-hmm. then the ability to differentiate those two becomes much more difficult. <laughs> yeah. uh, they both have like a steeple. Building our steeple building top, you know, it's it's not terribly different unless you can get colors involved and shit. So the title treatment up top is very interesting. Is a very interesting creative choice. It feels very '90s. Some hard geometric shapes behind all capital letters. Kind of yuck color choices that make it feel like a municipal street sign vibe to me. I would say those those shapes in the back. Uh, on the topic of the title, I had never registered that the syntax of this title was "yo exclamation noid" as opposed to "yo noid exclamation." So I, I yo! forget. I always forget noid. when I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah it's yo <laughs> noid. That's it's because you're yelling at the noid because you know he's stealing your pizza in the commercial. Scene. Right, it's exactly. Like, yo! Or, yeah, what? stealing or smashing or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, it's it's. It's actually, yeah, it's uh, fun marketing uh, as far as marketing goes. Anyways, they have a stripe in the lower left touting a $1 coupon towards the Noid's favorite pizza, pizza rather. and I'm guessing that's Domino's, but perhaps we'll have a dramatic twist as we go through the multi-layered narrative of this hero's journey and discover he's a little Caesars guy. <laughs> that would be nuts. That would be nuts. The back is a standard three-screen shotter. Up top, we have a headline below, Yo! Noid that reads, or how a yo yo saved New York. New, wait, hold on. New York. Yoik. Noid. Yeah. Yoik. <laughs> All the explainer copy below is also unique from the manual writing, so good on Capcom for that. The manual is 18 pages, color cover, and black and white innards. After a page of basics on controlling your Noid on page seven, they dedicate the next two, titled Playing the Game, to explain how you can improve your offensive capabilities as you buzz through the stages. And I'm interested to hear your. I don't know, summation of this. The, they explain here that there are scrolls to be found up in the air of two sizes, and if you get enough small ones to build up sufficient power and a large one with a magical symbol, you can then cast these spells at pranksters, which is how they describe it. They, they have really fun names for yep. brigands, pranksters, uh, in, in the manual here, so they do some pretty good flowery copy. Uh, and yeah, so these scrolls, man, like I, I think I only found two types, and they, they were exactly the same. As really? far as yeah, as far as like how they were in, like the, the at least the visualization yeah I mean yeah the, like it's, you know there's the uh, there's the snowflake one that's clearly yep. ice yep. but it just made shit blow up the whatever's on the screen blow up same as the uh, whatever that other one was I don't even know what to call that fucking little symbol you know uh, that I was found uh, and well, maybe I the, stu- the jumping one the one that you jump super high and super long you had that one. 
I didn't you never that fa- one. how did you even get through <laughs> like how did you even get so you don't one, you don't mean the pizza, pizza crusher do you? no I, I mean the one that gives you super jump it's like a black and white one with like a i think it maybe even had a dash symbol like you get that one and you could jump way farther and higher i never once did that skipped over that one maybe wow it's very helpful i didn't need it either hmm. yeah that Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, like I said, I'm curious to hear because these, yeah, the, to me, those ended up being uh, incredibly oversimplified and of, you know, other than like when I would run into something, I was dying over and over and over again. I was like, fuck, just kill that thing. Other than that, like these were meaningless to me, you know, so they didn't have a ton of purpose. And I guess, you know, I, I had enough ammo where I could have used them more often, I guess, and made my trek through easier, but it's not hard enough to warrant doing that in most places. So they also explain you get three chances per round as opposed to lives, and these are automatically replenished at the start of each new round, so that's a very forgiving thing. I think there is an allotted amount of time to complete each round, though, so you know, running out of time expends one of your chances. And, you know, I don't think I ever had it happen to me, but there were a few times where I was watching the counter and kind of thinking, like, ooh, this might actually become a problem in this level. So same it never never a, actually happened but it was uh, there was a couple times where i was like oh i need a little pressure there yeah and, and honestly that's probably how timers should feel it should mm-hmm. feel like i'm incentivized to go but it's not actually fucking ruining my experience you know yes. i think that's that's good implementation i would say page 10 is titled sidewalks of new york and there's a fun blurb here i'll read the noid romps all around new york chasing after the mysterious noid lookalike who's behind all the shenanigans Across the wharf, through Central Park, and up to the rooftops, the Noid takes off after the brigands. There's, there you go with that word. If he survives the brownout in the Bronx, the Noid must take to the skies against air, pri- air pirates. But all the time, he's got to fend off the playful ruffians, again, who would love to see him tumble. There's plenty of land, water, and air action if the Noid can stay on his feet. So, that's good. Good copyright. And that's, you know, it, there's no level breakdown in the manual. So as we go through these levels, I realized that I'm just guessing at what some of these places are. And it, it, it led to some pretty fun uh, summations yes. for the purposes of my note taking that, you know, we don't, we usually get like a very explicit in-story delivery of these yeah. level names that it was fun. Level three, the mainframe area. Like, right, 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 yeah. You're just, you think you're in a different uh, part of the city. Well, here we go. Like, right, right. Yeah, at first, I like this list here is what I was going by, and I was like, okay, like I guess maybe are we in the wharf still? Like, are we on Central Park now with rooftops, but different rooftops? So yeah, at first I was like the Brown on the Bronx. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, it's I, I didn't, I wasn't able to differentiate um, or match these up very well. Page eleven has incredible inventions or an incredible inventions breakdown, and these are machines you can get around on. Each has a great little illustration showing the Noid using it. We have the hyperboard, and this is described as zip past those other dudes on this four-wheeled speedster. It's just a skateboard, basically. And there's the pizza crusher. Mamma mia, what a way to go. Across the rooftops on the biggest, bounciest pizza masher ever built. This is the pogo stick with a heavy weight on the end that was often seen in the television commercials. I only got this once. Did you get this more than once? I'm pretty sure I got it probably once, too. Yeah, I think I only got it once as well. That kind of sucked. I expected that to be like... Well, I mean, I definitely saw another scroll with it, but I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, I'm not just getting that. Okay. So I could have gotten more than once. I just didn't opt to use it. I definitely never knew it as a a scroll opportunity either. So Mm. interesting. And then lastly, there is the ornithopter. 
I think, frolic like a bird in this pigeon chaser. And it reminds me of a go-go gadget copter, a one-man totally. that comes out of totally his head. Totally just you know? popping out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well give us, uh, get to the chopper as well. Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> also explained on 11 is the pizza contest. And holy fuck, Ooh. this. Okay, so after an odd-numbered round, the Noid competes in the pizza-eating duel. This is to power him up. And I read that, and I expected this would be a fun mini game that was like merely just for fun. Supplem- Give you yes. extra power, yeah. just for fun. Supplementary to the action platforming game I was about to play. Wrong. Incorrect. incorrect. In- fucking correct. <laughs> yeah. And there should be an expo. Well, I don't know. I guess it's no. I mean, there was a learning curve. There should be- there there should have been another page dedicated to this for sure. Uh, and there honestly probably should have been a tips and tactics. Oh man! Part for just that, as opposed to I. I originally forgot how important these were, and so I'm like spending a lot of time like strategizing. And I was like, I probably spent way too much time on this mini game. It says it's not even important. And then I realized later, no, I should be spending more time like strategizing yep. what to do. And you should, I would say, you don't know it. I mean, I kind of was like, maybe I should be more conservative with these early ones. Yes, and yes. you should. You absolutely <laughs> should. And I did not do that, and that colored my experience of this video game. Page 12 does have Noid Tips, and the first three are the usual get good stuff, but the last one is highly specific, and that reads, there's a special bonus area hidden in the ice skating area. Jump high and wide to find it. And let me jot that down in my official Nintendo Power Map and Data Book, which I don't have, and that's why I didn't remember, and that's why I didn't actually do that when I played that stage. <laughs> Same. I remembered it from reading the the thing, but I was like, wait, which stage was that on? But I was already past it. I was like, all right, never yeah. mind, forget it. Yeah, no, I... We'll save it, I suppose. (laughs) After the warranty jargon and a Rescue Rangers ad, you get that $1 off coupon for Domino's Pizza they tease on the box. And I was, yeah, I was going to print it up and get me some Domino's, but then I noticed it expired on December 31st, 1992. Same. Yeah. I was like, can we use this? No. Right. Too bad. Yeah. No no dice. Fun fine print thing here. Our drivers are not penalized for late deliveries. Is it says in the fine print here, and that's the kind of thing that only gets cooked up by legal after, and only after you get roasted in the press for something. And uh, I'm sure early in the pizza is free if it takes more than 30 minutes. Era uh, uh, franchise owners were jumping in deliveries drivers shit about it being late, you know, which we will get into in our next little segment here. <laughs> a great deal more to discuss um, about. Um, the Domino's brand, I suppose, and their some of their corporate policies. So, uh, before I get into that component of notable history, tell us about the video game notable history. Oh man! And so, Game Genie codes that didn't make me feel like I was cheating. Um, <laughs> on that note, didn't even consider using a Game Genie code, so there are none. Like I'm sure there might be some out there. I didn't even consider using a Game Genie. Also. I thought about firing some up for the ladder pizza eating contest, but Ooh, I didn't actually do it. Interesting. I would have felt like I was cheating. I would have totally felt like I was cheating with that. <laughs> I just feel figured I needed. Yeah, we'll get to it. But I just feel like I needed to go back, redo a level, and get some more stuff. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like, where's the challenge? Um, so no game genie codes on this side. History wise, though, very interesting. What you were saying earlier about this being a, an early platformer prototype and that kind of thing. So you talked about not having like, hey, is there a Domino? I'm surprised there was Domino's Pizza in in Japan. This was not released as Yo Noid. In Japan, if you see, if you're watching on the screen, if you're watching live, you can see behind me. This is the artwork to the actual game that was released in Japan. It was called 
Kamen no Ninja Hanamaru. And obviously published by, it was developed by Now Production, published by Capcom for the NES. But this was the Japanese version. And both games were built off of what was called the Wagonland engine. And so it's spelled W-A-G-A-N. And so you look at this, it's like a 1989 Famicom game. And so there's a very specific engine that they were built off of. But the, and they just made they just cranked out action platformers off of it. I yeah, sounds like it. Sounds That's like this is like an early early skeleton. But this Kamen no Ninja game, this is the Japanese version. Instead of having since it was not Yonoid, like he, instead of throwing a yo-yo, he had like a hawk that went that went after the ruffians. But otherwise, the playstyle <laughs> is essentially the, yeah. Otherwise, the playstyle is essentially the same. Okay, um, but it was when they that localized so it in much the United sense. States, then it was used to pro- promote Yonoid. And change to like, hey, let's bring in the Noid. But everything else is essentially the same. Oh, like, that's wild. You know. Yeah, I noticed, and that's you know, I clocked the that it wasn't developed by Capcom, and that's you know, that's kind of Capcom is a developer as well, and most of their games, at least to my knowledge, tend that they publish. I mean, tend to be also developed in house. You know, Mega Man, Ducktales, mm-hmm. Little Nemo, those are all Capcom, and it's funny to me because like there's a distinct difference in quality of this game and those games. You know, so <laughs> uh, it was yeah. I just th- I thought it very interesting that they didn't develop it, and you know that had me looking up. Did you look up some of now production shit at all? Did you? No, I didn't even look at those. So this, so it's I mean it's it's a they've been around forever, dude. Since 1982, their first thing was Miss Pac Man. And, I mean, they've developed just about every port of it since. So they have controlled the development of the Miss Pac-Man IP for oh, 30 years, 40 okay. years. Uh, so that that's pretty interesting. They have a few other games that, like, of this era that were interesting to me. They did the Splatterhouse games, which are okay. big on my radar for the Genesis yeah. uh, series they have. I mean, that started on Famicom, did not make it to NES because of how... It's like gory a very bloody, gory deal, right? So it didn't really localize to the States until Genesis or Sega. I think there is one on Master System, actually. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they just they do have a little bit of a history. So it's not like there's some fly-by-night bullshit publisher. Uh, but yeah, I was I was very surprised to see. Yeah, my, my I didn't know that story right there, so that's awesome to hear. My presumption was that Domino's reached out to someone, probably not Capcom initially, like, hey, we want to fucking pay someone to make this game. And they probably reached out to Nintendo directly. And Nintendo's like, nah, we don't fucking do that. Like, but we, talk you know, to our people. Talk exactly. Yeah, we have a few <laughs> third-party licensees, license uh, companies that, you know, do great work. Capcom's one of them. And they probably reached out to Capcom. And Capcom's like, we also don't fucking do that. But you know what? If you pay us enough money, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, and they, For they, sure. they, and, they not- and they did that here. Because, I mean, this was, you know, instead of the, like, the, the pizza eating contest... There's like a card-based system in Hanamaru. So it still had that. that. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. So that's are you saying, saying like the skeleton of a different game? So that okay, yeah. So that skeleton, all every one of those games out of that engine included that card game shit of some kind or another. Well, I don't know about every game. I just know that they were both like. Well, no, it, it did say both games use the modified engine from Wagonland and share the same gameplay. So okay. you know, no life meter, using a life right. as soon as you make contact. Um, you got the t- the timer, and again, it's but I'd be so curious. Yeah, I'd be so curious whether that engine inherently had a card game boss battle oh, instead of. I don't. You know, I don't. Like that's such a huge so. thing that I don't think so because like there's a ball like the Wagonland game which I did look up. Um, they have bosses at the end of stages. 
Um, but okay. no, it is. But the but the boss instead of fighting him is a mini game. So okay. it still had that like okay. yeah, and you know you it's, it's not a mini game kind of a thing. And I totally buy that because gambling and like gambling in games was a big thing in Japan then, like totally fucking you know part of the zeitgeist. So I can see that selling so much more easily there uh, as just being a staple, you know. So yeah. Yeah, that's super fucking interesting. Okay, weird. Yeah, man. But they changed it all for for that almighty domino dollar in the United States, yeah. and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Any other game history? No, nah, that's that's really the most interesting there that I found. For sure, that's that's a. Doozy. I mean, obviously, we know there was a, a Yo Noe two released at some point. Never he- never heard it. Never saw it because this the the original game was still like it was widely popular. You know what I mean? Like this is a game that I my mom rented it. I definitely got far because I I enjoyed it. Completely forgot about the pizza the pizza eating contest so clearly i didn't beat it didn't get to that point where i was like darn it this this sucks but like i definitely had to give it back at the end i'm sure i saw it and it's capcom so and it's a fucking you know it's capcom and it's a a licensed ip so uh, even if it is only an advertisement of of one i'm sure it was around but it never i never sparked it we never at least Mm. that i can recall ever rented it played it whatever and it wasn't a game that you saw laying around at kids' houses, I feel you know, like it was yeah. not a ca- it's not a ca- not a copy of Castlevania or anything. So, yeah, uh, I didn't have any experience with it at all. Okay, well, we're so there are a couple of things that are outside. I actually do have an economic analysis time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty okay. excited and, and proud about that. So we'll get to that in a moment. But two things I wanted to bring up before we got to that: the Noid ad campaign gained notoriety in '89. It's a big thing, and Domino's claims that they're unrelated. Of, of why they got rid of the 30-minute guarantee, or the, the Noid character, rather. But a man named Kenneth Lamar Noid, believing the mascot to be an imitation of him, clearly not well-to-do mentally, held two Domino's employees hostage in Chambly, Georgia, for I think it was like five hours or something. And <laughs> he eventually made them give him a pizza. And the while he was eating the pizza... The two employees escaped, so that's that's how that's how what? the crisis ended because he had to eat a pizza. From he the like place- annoyed, clearly needed a pizza reach. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, right. It's, just, you know, it's like you feel that's a you know like the the saying that it's why those fucking Netflix documentaries do so well and shit, and like the podcast true crime stuff because you can't. Human beings aren't capable of making up shit as good as real life. It's better. There's, it, it's more creative. The shit that actually happens in real life is way more creative uh, oh. in so many cases than anything a human mind can cook up, or most human minds, anyways. So yeah, just unbelievable. So yeah, it be you know fucking even more of a bummer than that. He six years later, he, he was of course di- diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and acquitted due to insanity. So he was in an asylum, and he ended up committing suicide in '95. Oh. So. Pretty fucking wild. And yeah, it, Domino's swears up and down, had nothing to do with discontinuing the Noid. And, you know, maybe to validate that, they eventually did bring it back as like a half-assed hey, modern mascot. You know, yeah, here it is yeah. again. I mean, you know, the companies will do that shit after like shit cools off. So I don't know, you know, hard to say whether that's exactly lines mm-hmm. up with what they're uh-huh. claiming. But so that's an interesting thing about this. And you mentioned Yonoid too. I thought I saw that, and then I found this that I'm about to talk about, and I'm not sure if they're the same thing or not. Is there, is like, is there an officially licensed Yonoid 2? 
I don't know that it's officially licensed because I saw I saw a note about it and I was like, what was that a real thing? Okay. Um, it was released online as freeware. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I thought. All right. So great. So yeah. So there's not an official fan made sequel. Right. It's a fan made. So dude, I looked this up. Wow, dude. Wow. 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 So it's a. I mean. I would call it gorgeous. It's a gorgeous wow. modern er 3D platformer in the Noid universe. And yeah, I, I found this and fired it up and Oh, you found it. Oh. Yes. It dude, it's it's easily acquired. It's so fucking cool. I mean, sometimes there's just so much beauty in the world. I feel like I can't take it and my heart is just gonna cave <laughs> in, Jay. It's so fucking beautiful. So yeah, so it's called Yo Noid 2 Enter the Void. And it was developed as part of a community game jam, which I never even heard that phrase. Nice. I love that phrase. It sounds fantastic. Uh, so it's it's taking aspects of the lore from Domino's pizza commercials featuring the Noid, as well as the original Yo Noid on the Nintendo Entertainment System. The team behind the game managed to craft something unique and fun to play, which uh, has a great sense of humor. I believe that's their copy. And from the description of a video by a YouTube channel called The Glossstream that interviewed the developers as they played through it. Yeah, so that was his description of it, actually. And the link to that will be in the show notes, that video review, and there's gameplay video as well, too, if you don't want to take the time to acquire this. But I highly recommend you do, because you can download the game at maybe my favorite URL ever, which is noid.pizza. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash (laughs) noid.pizza. Super easy to remember. And the site, dude, is incredible. It feels very GeoCities Angel Fire. Oh, really? Mid to late 90s personal homepage vibes, you know? So... I think oh, that's totally, totally appropriate. Turns into a pizza, a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the cursor changes to a pizza slice GIF when you mouse over links and shit. It is just so 1996 GeoCities. It's incredible. Uh, so that's really cool just to fucking acquire it. You get the game, and it's a standalone download. So you download the fucking thing, and it's, it's one of those. It's so you know contained and old that you don't even need to install it. It's just downloads as like an executable at EXE and accompanying files. So. You fire it up, man, and I, it, it's got, like, Mario 64 vibes, I would say. Like, it feels the play is, like, that same kind of early 3D um, standalone camera kind of thing, you know? So yeah, the gameplay is good and looks pretty good, especially if you're just mentally comparing it to the first Eonoid. But it's also got, uh, whenever they made this, it. I don't. I actually don't know when precisely that was, so I don't know how much of this is a retro choice or just a necessity of the technology. But the opening has a really grainy originals '90s FMV cinematic, and incredible music, sound effects, all great. But like the opening cinematic is like it's a it's real it's it's live action. They I assume had to have filmed it to do this, like. A guy in like a half-ass noid interest. Yeah, it's got like a half-ass. Yeah, just to watch the video of this, it's worth. Even <laughs> if you don't want to take the time to play it, but I mean, it automatically, like it's it's actually pretty good. It's built in Unity, early Unity, and I assume, okay. and it's 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 it automatically mapped to my controller. Like it's not clunky as fuck at all, in my opinion. Uh, so well done, game. And yeah, I mean, you know that that reviewer just talked. They was actually interviewing the developers, like I said, and like fucking really emphatic about it feels good okay. to play this game and it is well done and there's actually some link to it and like it's a full it's not just like a fucking tech demo or something it's a real game uh and yeah the, the trimmings are fucking great with that fmb and shit yeah 
Highly recommend. Okay. Highly, highly recommend. Okay. And like I said, just to go to the URL, pizza.fucking.noid. Or noid. What is it? Noid.pizza? <laughs> noid.pizza. Yeah. So good. So, 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 so good. Can't forget that one. Right? Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. And then, yes, I, I have done the first economic analysis in quite some time. And this was a fun one. So I'm glad I, I, it came to me to do so. So the, the core principle of this, or the core analysis, rather, will be the value of a free pizza not delivered in 30 minutes or less in 1990 versus 2023. And it's going to come with a really fun Domino's 30-minute guarantee history lesson that I think is really interesting pop culture shit that you, most from our, of our age will remember, like trimmings of, you know, like just vague components of, but the entirety of it is a very interesting story, I think, if business shit is at all of interest to you anyways, I suppose. This isn't for everyone, but neither is a fucking podcast. So this segment is sponsored by your local mom and pop pizza chain that wants big business pizza franchises to die in a ditch. So Domino's first introduced their 30 minutes or its free offer in 1979. And at this time, the franchise's store location count was 287. So it was an established franchise. Wow. Yes. So they've been around for a while. Okay. Yeah. So... You know, established business and introducing this in 79 by 1989. So in a decade from that data point, they had over 5,000 stores. So this offer is attributed with the core of their corporate growth. Like this is what caused them to become what we know Domino's to be today. And the guarantee became such a thing that there were reports slash urban legends of people you know, it was just in, it, 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 and that's why it grew the company like it did, because it was like in the, like this guarantee was in the zeitgeist and like all pizza places had to deal with this, not just Domino's. You know, if you weren't offering this, you wildly, either, wildly like, from you. yeah, exactly right. You know, it's just like, that's, that's such a thing, right? So yeah, there were urban legends and like maybe also true reports of people turning off their porch lights, like maybe trying to skirt the system, you know, turn off their porch lights and not answer the door until the pizza was late to cash in what? on this. So like oh, you can just imagine man. the number of cheap motherfuckers that were trying to game this system. You know, I just saw a movie recently where this, like a slight play on this concept was in was it. it you Ninja know? Turtles? Cause you know, <laughs> in, the, in, in the original Ninja Turtles movie, like they have a Domino's pizza guy delivered to him and like they pop up from the sewer and he's like, "All right, thanks, dude. You're you're late." And they were uh, like, "Oh, come give me a yeah. give me a chance. I couldn't find the place." He's exactly. Like, Sorry, like Confucius says, like forgiveness is divine, but never pay never pay full price for late pizza. I still that's remember a, that line to this day. That's incredible. You remember? Yeah, verbatim. Like that's really good, Jay. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't remember that, but that to- I buy it based on everything I'm about to lay out here. That again, just in the fucking zeitgeist, dude. And like, mm. just, you know. How many marketing campaigns? I mean, you know, Pepsi versus Coke, that was a thing that I would say reached this status. There's only a handful of marketing campaigns that became like a, a the, 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 the Pizza Point Top Gun thing that they did a whole documentary on, which is actually a pretty good watch. I highly recommend, speaking of Netflix documentaries. So, yeah, there's just not a lot of marketing things that were so good that they caught fire like this, you know, especially before catching fire and being viral was possible in the way that it is now, you know, so just super interesting. So this guarantee was not all unicorns and rainbows for the company, though, as it attracted attention of reports of delivery drivers driving recklessly and being getting in a lot of accidents to the point of killing people, Jay. So by 1989, there were there was on record 20 fatalities resulting from collisions involving Domino's drivers. Eek, dude, like a decade, 20 deaths off this fucking, you know, that can be concretely attributed to it you know that the 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 driver it's drivers 
getting in accidents, you know. So I'm, pretty I'm fucking sure wild. At that time, I'm sure at that time, people like at least now, if you have something like that where you know your pizza is going to be free or something like that would happen, you're still going to tip your driver. Like, all right, maybe it's not your fault. I'm going to tip you. But I can, I bet back then, like those pizza delivery drivers knew, like, if I don't get this pizza, I'm not getting a dime. They're not going to tip me. They're just going to like open the door and take my pizza and dip. Yeah. And yeah, that's, you know, that's, there's, there's so many layers to the intricacy of this. Cause you can, you know, and and we'll get into like some of the policy changes and stuff, but like, yeah, man, when it comes down to it, like, I don't care what protections you try to put in place or how much you try to alleviate or, you know, put in policies, especially from the corporate level, how that transfers down to the actual store level, you know, Mm -hmm. unpredictable and probably not at all what is conceived in the boardroom at HQ, you know, just not, (laughs) it just doesn't transfer the same way Uh, because ultimately the numbers perform overall performance numbers are going to drive decisions from corporate down. I don't give a shit what they implemented that was like safety protocol wise. You better still hit your numbers, motherfucker, or we're going to replace you. So that's just the way it works, you know? Uh, So yeah, there's only so much you can do to mitigate the danger of this kind of thing. But anyways, as it goes in America, when people start dying in ways that can be attributed to the machinations of the corporate pursuit of profit, motherfuckers busted out their litigation sticks and started whooping (laughs) ass. So countless lawsuits were filed. And plenty were surely settled, but the real doozy was a 1989 incident where one Gene Kinder of St. Louis, Missouri, was hit by a driver and then took them to the fucking cleaners, dude. So it required four years of luring around, but eventually a jury sided with Gene and awarded her 750k in actual damages and 78 million in punitive damages. Ooh. And do you know the difference between those two things, Jay? Yes, I do. That's actual damages and punitive damages. Yeah. yeah, I you know. I I took a I took a law course in in business school too, so I had some vague idea, but it still required a little bit of a reminder. And certainly, I doubt everyone knows this, but actual damages are those awarded to actually compensate the victim for the loss. So this is clearly medical costs, medical, yeah. lost work, like things that were physically taken them in the perception you can of the court. Easily calculate them. Right. Like you lost out on this. Right, precisely. Punitive damages have little to do with the defendant and are awarded as a way of smacking someone on the fucking nose real hard for shitting on the carpet. <laughs> so hoping that such large extravagant numbers will dissuade them from doing it yet again. And so yes, yeah, so this is what eventually led to the demise of this Garen or yeah, I think they had already changed it from a I think, it, I want to say, was it 83, 87? Yeah, 87 was when they scaled it back from being a free pizza to just a $3 off rebate. But still monetary and still calculable in an aggregate and can be attributed to store location performance and in turn owner profit, yada, yada, yada. So uh, still incentive to get the shit there on time for sure, yeah. albeit not as much. But... The public perception was that, yes, drivers had to pay for tardy pizza losses. That's what everyone assumed, which, you know, incentivized them to drive like fucking NASCAR drivers. It's like what the, was the assumption. Uh, but Domino's was adamant that drivers were not monetarily penalized ever. And that pizza, that and I love this. This is hilarious to me, dude. It's so, oh, it's so corporate. It's So they assured the public in some sort of public statement that, any pizza leaving a store at the 25-minute mark or later was automatically marked as late internally. Which, yes, thank God, because who the fuck's going to get anything once it's walking out of the store? Even if the driver is, like, 
Unless you're going across the street. like Right, exactly. <laughs> Unless the driver is literally like, or rather, even if the driver is in like, say they like start at the back of the store at minute 24 and is running full speed to grab that pizza and the car is parked right out front. It doesn't matter. They're still it not getting there in five minutes. So yes, obviously at the 25 minute mark, yes, it has to be marked as late, you motherfuckers. Like that's a given. Like how delusional do you have to be to get up and like say that in public as like a defense of this perception you know it's hilarious to me it's so 80s corporate shit <laughs> just total out of touch you know but you know yeah and like yeah the whatever policy like said whatever policy you want to put in place man like there's no way like i don't give a shit if that fucking driver shows back up and he's like and like there's no even like then or rather now they can they can computerize it they can like they can show the the driver would have like a tracker a gps tracker or their phone would have a gps tracker in it or an app a driver app that can see where they're at at all times they have proof to either refute or uh you know just have to accept that a pizza was late whatever it would be there'd be ways to back then there isn't one so like yeah, like you said, people are doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like, there's just no way go, go to... Go into the bathroom when that dude knocks at the door. Just right. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, whatever, right. you know? So, so, you know, there's just no way for the managers of the stores to believe or... It's, it's going to be totally based on fucking pre-existing profiling of the driver's ability to do the job, you know? Like, there's, oh, there's had to be so many bad days for drivers based on this shit. There just had to oh, be man. so, so many, man. Fucking rough, dude. Just I can only imagine. I I mean, as you know, I deliver pizzas for Pizza Hut. And I oh, like, I fucking forgot that! How have we not talked about that yet? Oh my god, talk to us about this. Yeah, so oh god. I was in my in my nineteen eighty eight Beretta, my first Chevy Beretta, my first car. Yes. I drove like a maniac all the way. <laughs> but you know, I'm fearless at that time. You know, it was just like how I was driving. Like, I just got used right, to Right, yeah. And all, like, all pizza delivery drivers, not all, but most pizza pizza delivery drivers are, yes, like high school or college kids, man. So, the, yeah. yeah, they're even, they're already inclined to be dangerous. <laughs> I'm already speeding and like, I know where, the, I know where all the speed limits are everywhere. So I'm going top speed everywhere I can and like all that kind oh, of stuff. God. So I can't even imagine. And clearly I never had that pressure of like, hey, the pizza is going to be free regardless so i can only imagine like even you take somebody like me at that can time, you recall like oh and gosh. i know dude pizza hut i know you had to sit and watch a fucking video of vhs tape about this dude i know you had to motherfucker can you remember dude, it <laughs> I, I definitely don't i definitely don't because i started as a you know in high school i could only cook you know until i was eight until i was like 18 or whatever they wouldn't like, let in, okay in, so they wouldn't let you that's that's yeah somewhat. so they i wouldn't let I minors think, drive I, okay. I definitely don't think there was a new training when i became a driver it was just like hey you want to make more money you're 18 you got a car let's go time to drive how fucked up is it that the person that gets them to you is more important than the person that makes them oh man <laughs> it was nuts i, yeah. I can only i can that's only wild, imagine dude. what it would have been like back in the day and i would have hated it Oh, so yeah, so rough. That's that's great. So, oh, dude, I, so on that, I remember. So it was my first job. Like I, said, I worked at a grocery store that was. It was a chain. It was a super value chain, but it was those are like individually ran. It was still mom and poppy. We didn't have like corporate training videos, and what I, I worked at that job, and then I got a job at the Oberlin Inn again, standalone hotel, not corporate enough to have like a a. a fucking training videos and shit. But the first job I remember having that happen, I got a job at Best Buy when I was, when I came home the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. So I was still 18 because I was a late summer birthday. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I remember getting a job at Best Buy and dude, it's it's like it's it's one of the many reasons also that I worked at Applebee's after this. But the movie Waiting, have you Oh yeah. When they put him in that fucking office all alone to watch that video by himself, that's how it fucking was. Dude, they put me (laughs) they put me in a closet. With this, fu- yeah. and it was on one of those fucking racks where it's yep. like bungeed to the fucking rack because it's too top heavy to use this thing. Exactly. Like, why is it even on there then, you motherfuckers? <laughs> if you have to bungee it to the to the fucking cart, you know, with the fucking VCR, put the tape in the thing, hit play, walk out, close the door, you're in there alone, you know. And it was exactly like that, dude. And like, I don't, I, I wish I could remember the. Yeah, that's probably you can probably Google that. They probably. You know, I I was able to find the fucking like Babbage's or whatever it was training videos when I was looking up those when I found that weird playlist of, of game store videos, promos and shit. So this probably is out there too. A 19, what 99 training video for Best Buy probably exists on YouTube, you know, and dude, it was, yeah, so bad. So, so bad. Just that direct to camera telling you about all the dumb policies and shit that are in the book. They're going to hand you when you walk out of here. Just, Oh, so bad, dude. And yes, the one for pizza drivers was probably hysterical. Dude, so fucking good. The, the the number of stories of different people that I've delivered to. Oh my gosh! I had one woman like show up at the door and like some sheer see through thing in German Village. German Village was a spot to deliver to because the people had money and they were going to tip you well. And I was just kind of like, like I've had I delivered to a woman once who like offered she wanted to like take pictures of me for her calendar and like wanted to go out for drinks. Did you like, do it, Jay? Absolutely not. I definitely <laughs> met her for drinks once, but she was weird. And I was like, yeah, this is really weird. <laughs> I've had, I've had much more stories that I could share, but I won't in this forum. But it is freaking wild. That is wild. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, it's obviously that's why they make pornos like that. It's like the dream. <laughs> so it's cool to hear that it's possible. <laughs> I did not say I... <laughs> I, I didn't say I didn't say I didn't say you acted out on either, Jay. I simply said that it's cool that the possibility did really exist, and it's not just myth. It's yeah, definitely it's all I'm all I'm <laughs> fucking purporting here. <laughs> so yeah, all really very very fun. So yeah, that '93 lawsuit was the nail in the coffin as far as this policy goes. The company did away with the program shortly thereafter. So. Most of this data was via a Ranker.com article that is a pretty interesting read. Link to that will be in the show notes if you want to see some more numbers on this shit. So that's all very fun history. Let's do a wee bit of math now. I started looking around for Domino's prices in 1990, and instead, the first thing I found was the pizza that gets delivered to Kevin in the first home alone cost him 12 bucks. So, mm. fuck real factual numbers. That is our data point. <laughs> <laughs> the the cumulative rate of inflation from 1990 to 2023 is 2,972%, making that same pizza cost $30.72. And I don't ever eat pizza. I'm a make my own pizza at home kind of guy, but yeah, 30 bucks before tip even is enough to make me consider cutting out the light and pretending to not be home to try to get it for free. Um, I, I, I get the incentive to do that. That's <laughs> totally buy that. Uh, so for funsies also, a little extra math, let's also see how much Gene's legal award is worth in present day dollars, which oh, cumulatively... $78.75 million was what she was awarded between the actual and punitive damages. And that brought forward from 93 to 2003 would be $165.7 bucks. Oh, which children's children you know, for a good And like, it's, it, like, so we read about the fatalities. Clearly, if Jean was the one that was hit, which is, I believe, how it was described, she did not die. So $165 bucks has you wondering, like, 
how much am I willing to endure physically for 165 million bucks? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I don't know. But man. If, if I, yeah, I mean, you know, if you obviously know I'm not going to become a para or quadriplegic, I'm not going to lose limb, clearly life for that number. But you but never I, know how much. Right. No, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can calculable, calculably execute this yourself. I'm not <laughs> even beginning to uh, imply that. I'm simply saying just the thought exercise, like how much would I be willing? Like I'd sit in a fucking hospital bed for a, for three months, probably uh, with some broken up legs or something. If I could walk afterwards for 165 million bucks. Maybe it was just a broken leg or something. Sure. But otherwise, like, I don't want the, even the possibility to like something messed up right. internally. Again, I'm not suggesting that this later. is something that you can execute. I'm not saying it's a realistic <laughs> execution of a plan. I'm simply saying the thought exercise of what would I do for that is, is an interesting Ooh. thought exercise. Avoid the noise. That is the Stage 11 theme, bringing us into the gameplay of Yonoid by Capcom on the Nintendo Entertainment System, or by Now Productions, released by Capcom on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And first we get a title screen that's pretty basic, just a quick fade-in of the Noid looking real zany over top the street sign collage title treatment. Plenty of copyright legalese down below. For being Capcom, I would say this title screen tune sucks shit through a tube, though, and I can't believe you chose this as one of our... To be a spoiler... If you're if you're if you if you don't like having your Imperial Schools of Honor podcast um, game music needle drops spoiled, I apologize. But one is coming up, and I can't believe you chose this one. It's it's because it's nostalgic for me, and it sticks in my head. Okay, like when I hear fair. that, I instead- oh, it definitely sticks in your fucking head. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a nostalgic play. I, I will take the blame for that. Okay, fair, 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 fair. I have my own, I'm sure. A three-card slideshow setting up the story will fire up if you let it, and they misspell mayor, mayer here, M-A-Y-E-R, if you like language gaffes in old video games. And then back to the title screen for a moment before a no-music demo starts. So, there's nothing to do, no two-player, no stage select, no fucking noise or sound test, no nothing, it's just get to the game. And I would say, again, kind of just goes back to, there's just very bare bones. I think, I think throughout it, it has a very very minimalistic feel as far as, like, gameplay bells and whistles go, you know? The controls are equally as simple. A jumps, and it does give you a higher jump the longer you hold it down, which is good as far as game control goes on the NES. Uh, I would say it feels a little on the floaty side. Certainly not my favorite jump physics ever, but it's fine. And B fires off a shoot the moon yo-yo attack, and this can be performed in midair as well. How was your yo-yo game when you were a kid, Jay? Terrible. I mean, I definitely, uh, you know, when I got my hands on a yo-yo, I definitely screwed around with it for a while and never became that dude who could just like easily yo-yo it up. It just, it would be something I would do, I don't know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, try to get it going. And after a while, I was like, fuck. All right, never mind. I'm going to go play this. This fucking sucks, yeah. I definitely recall having one at my grandparents' house when I was rather little and working at it a little, but never being much right at uh, home about it either, or at it either, rather. And, you know, it's funny. I have, like, 
this it's I remember it's green. I remember the little basket it sat in in the kitchen with this little tiny toy basket that was on a bottom shelf on like the kitchen counter island. I remember all this and I can distinctly remember looking at it. And it was a, a rather it was probably my fucking dad's yo-yo or it was like an old yo-yo even for the mm-hmm. mid 80s. Uh and I remember looking at it and it was a string. It was just some normal ass string. Tied or like inside, it wasn't tied to like a, 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 a an eye hole or anything. It was just mm. tied in a knot around the cylinder in the middle. So it didn't actually have. But I it feel made like it they were all like that. Like the older have- ones were. A newer yeah. ones, I think, have or tied to a specific spot. Which I, you know, again, I can't explain exactly why I feel this way. I can't explain the physics of why. But like, I feel like that. Has to make. Maybe they can't be though, because if they spin at the end like that, I think that's what allows them to spin at the end. Is that it's I not tied underst- to something? I never understood it. I just fi- I just figured like either I'm doing something wrong or this is just fake and it's only like in TV commercials. <laughs> yeah, I mean this kind of stuff like right, I can precisely. Never get yeah, to fly and do the things that you see in on on movies. So. Right. Yeah, but I yeah I have the memory of looking at it and <laughs> how it was tied. a secret and like the old No, I'm saying like I, I remember looking at it and, and believing it impossible for that reason. Like had, mm-hmm. like again, like in the same way I can't describe it now, 37 <laughs> years later or whatever. I couldn't I certainly couldn't explain it then, but to me it just seemed like that can't it's got to be what the fuck? It's just going to spin. Like of course it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, like, I remember like I remember looking at it and like being like this is what the fuck is wrong with this invention? Like, you know, like questioning the existence of them at age five, yes. even, you know. So, yeah, that's my, my childhood recall of fucking yo-yos. Well, a shoot the moon trick is a looping yo-yo move where you basically extend the yo-yo to the end of the string up or out in the air as opposed to down towards the ground, which looks like you're defying gravity. And the yo-yo trick shot guru video I watched at yoyotricks.com claims this is one of the tougher yo-yo moves. So suffice it to say, Noid is legit when it comes to yo-yo proficiency. And I would agree that looks, I can't even get to go down at all. I can't imagine making it go up and fucking do that. That's crazy. It's fucking to me. It does seem, Let it alone seems like hitting magic. ruffians whenever you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Taking out brigands with them seems extra fucking difficult. The hitbox and deployment physics on this are also a no complaint situation. I would say it's not like, I don't feel like it was bullshit, you know? Uh, he has a. I like his animation too. When he does it, he has like a mean mug that he does yeah. as he extends it, and I, I enjoyed that. Start pauses. Select is not mapped, so they have a fucking button they could have used for something. They didn't bother to. Your Noid has a fun little idle animation too, and this is not something that was particularly present at the time. So I, I applaud them for this as well. He'll like fiddle with his yo-yo, kind of impatiently if you just stand in place for a few seconds, you know, which. The first one of these I can even remember really being a thing was Sonic, you know, where he would lay down or tap his foot or whatever. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that's this is definitely much earlier than that. Right? Yeah, this okay. is fucking plus any has to really clock that. Yeah, uh, not bad. So stage one is the wharf, I think. And yeah, as I mentioned, I'm kind of spitballing these level descriptions. They that progression is it's a paragraph. I'm not entirely sure where to match them up here, but. The wharf certainly makes a lot of sense for this. You're on docks that auto-scroll up and down, and there's industrial-ish buildings in the background, and enemies are fish jumping up from the water below, seagulls careening your head, and dock workers bum-rushing you with fishing spears. And this is... it's 
maybe it's recency bias because we just did the fucking game up on it. But Super Mario 3 was what I thought of immediately. The rising and falling oh, yeah. of the platform is very Mario 3 in Waterworlds, you know. So yeah. having that in the very first level, I was like, fuck, where is this game going, you know? <laughs> like, how bad is this going to get? This is where we start because that's like one of the more difficult mechanics, I would say, in Mario 3. I, I would agree with that because I, I do remember thinking this game as a kid was like difficult. Like it was fun. But I remember thinking like it was a, a little difficult, you know what I mean? So obviously things are different now, much more skilled, I would say now. But at the time, I was like, oh, okay. It's a I tough. can I can buy that. The and this vertical scroll too. Yeah, I mean, I I think there was some thread about it on the Facebook page. But I was like, there's the thing with the way this rising and falling scrolling shit works that had me like on some Dino Ricky shit. <laughs> Right you thought beginning. it was amazing and awesome. Uh, I, I too. Yeah, thought I, th- it was awesome. I th- yeah, I thought you had fucked us real hard because the <laughs> so the vertical scrolling of the dock plat like it parts of the platform or the ground go below the water line, so you can just die yep. from that, which is you know how you should implement this mechanic, I suppose. But I was dying. When it was a little bit above the water? Right. Because so. you don't stand on the... Like, there's like three rows of boards. Or three layers of boards. And the top two don't matter. You're standing on the bottom one. So, of those three, I mean. So, when that goes beneath the water... And it is pixel perfect. When it's when that row... It, you know, once I, like, fucking put my eye on the fucking screen. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. But that's bullshit. <laughs> You know, that's bullshit. I died several times of that. Like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was I was very irritated about that when I first got going. But. So I came across plenty of scrolls here, big and small. So I'm like, okay, that's accurate. Shooting the big ones would open them up, as the manual said. And I saw two kinds of insignias inside. Yes, a snowflake and a no fucking clue what the other one was. Uh, it was, I don't know, like it, maybe kind of Pizza Crusher-ish. But I definitely didn't get a Pizza Crusher in this level. So I don't think... I was Did picking them up. It? I think so. Yeah, I feel like it just did the same thing. I'm pretty sure I tried it. I actually don't remember that one now. Like, I remember seeing it for sure. But I know that I like the snowflake so much more. So I was like, eh, I'm just going to use yeah, that the, one. A lot of the, the same thing, man. That's freaking, yeah. Because, yeah, this first stage, I'm, of course, like, really fence testing, like, trying everything out and, like loading to make sure I try everything, you know. So, yeah, I tried both of them 100% and they seem to do the exact same shit. And it just like turns mm-hmm. the like the dock work dock worker that I used it on just spontaneously implodes into a little cartoon dust ball you get when you kill anything else. So, yeah, I mean the animation's not really different. I think the screen maybe flashes, but other than that, there's not much of a visual differentiation to shit just dying anyways. Uh, I also saw two icons on squares, an exclamation and a Roman numeral two, and I had no idea what these were because there was it changed nothing on the screen, counterwise or whatever, when I picked them up. So I was like, what the fuck, man? But you, you realize later these are for the pizza eating contest. And when you get to the end of this level, you run off screen right unceremoniously, and then it cuts to a screen dominated by some pixel, some solid pixel art of a nondescript pizza shop storefront. And your red noid is below it on the left, and another pink one is on the right, identical otherwise. And you each have a number of empty circles behind your characters. And your noid has 10, and 
there are 18 for the pink one, and that is the count for every opposing Noid. And the way they ramp the difficulties of these, of these up over time is to increase the number you have to accumulate before you win, right? Yep. So there is a like a dialogue box between your two sprites that will just say shit and kind of tell you what's happening. And the copy, when you first get in here, reads, Welcome to the Pizza Eating Contest. And then the game starts, or a game starts, that I... Spent a lot of time trying to formulate how to describe this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it is it is a card matching game or a card card game of some kind. That is for certain. And ultimately, I was able to easily discern that I'm trying to eat more pizzas than the other Noid on a particular turn. Like that clearly is communicated. The margin by which you do so fills up those circles behind your sprite and vice versa. So if you play a, a three card after, and they always go first, it says like the... The area champion. The area champion, always. yeah, always, yeah. right. So they get to go first, so you know... I don't know, it's I guess... It's a hard strategy game, so you have to you have to kind of plan your strategy right. around. If they're going to throw a three, do I go higher? Do I just... Right, and pause? like... How much do I have left to beat him by? Right, yeah, like I very, feel... They're involved, more involved than I remember. Way more than I expected. Yeah, and I, you know, like, a part of me says, like, it annoyed me that they got to go first every time, but I don't think there's a game if you don't, I guess. You know what I mean? Because obviously it's just randomly picking things. It's not... There's no strategy to its selection on their side yeah, right it's completely right. random so yes the cards each have a certain number of pizzas on them i wrote down here one to five but it gets higher than that later you'll find the uh uh and yeah they go first and you don't the interesting thing about it and this is this was critical and such uh, thank god this way otherwise these would have been even more mundane i think but you don't lose accumulated points so each turn only adds to one of your meters and this is where the strategy really comes in. And it's also time, too, and that's a critical thing, too, because you don't have a lot of time. It is a very, I think, imposing timer. And if you run out of time, you just lose the whole match. It's very punitive, you know, so you don't want to dick around. However, whatever the margin is, it gets added to that Noid's pizza count. And, yeah, the you really have to... I don't know. How do you explain the strategy? Like, you have to, yes, you have to look at the inventory they have of cards and you can see everyone can see everyone's cards you know uh, they're all turned face up and you have to like yeah get like gauge how many you can let them get cuz there's no there's no like intermediary win unless actually if one of the one of you runs out of cards and i had the computer run out of cards once and you just win because they ran out of cards so i guess that's a twofold thing about the accumulating the bonus cards that we'll get to if you play enough of those those and you can last long enough and strategize well enough they'll just run out of cards and you automatically win because they ran out so that's interesting in of itself i suppose and kind of like an ulterior strategy that's a little bit even more high concept than anything you could do otherwise but yeah you have to like gauge how many bigger plays they have left and decide whether you want to like there's enough room left in their pizza inventory to let, like, do I want to play a one here and let them get four pizzas when they're playing this five? Or do I need to use one of my higher cards to mitigate the number of pizzas they're going to get this time? Or do I want to burn one of my, you have specialty cards, you have the the two Roman numeral doubles whatever card you play, the three triples it, which is fucking dope. I never even got yeah. one of those. Uh, you never I, got one? Not that I can recall, which... How did you even beat the game? We got to talk about that. Well, we are going to talk about that, Jay. The, so you have those two... 
And those are rather straightforward. And then you also have what a sense, what a, amounts to just like it cancels the other turn. There's a pepper shaker and a like a hot hot sauce. hot sauce bottle, I guess. And if you play either one of those, the other noid just like gags on spicy shit or it's too hot and they don't get whatever card they played. So yeah, there's you know it's it's pretty fucking complex, I think, and like commendably so. And yeah, my initial impression when I went to this was like, oh, what the fuck is this shit, you know? But I found myself kind of enjoying them, mm-hmm. never looking forward to them. And I think, you know, in hindsight, just no, every other level, fuck off. Like, no way did there need to be this many of them, or should there have been this many of them. And later on in particular, the way they ramp up and the way... Yeah, like, the, the method by which this gets more difficult sucks. Like, it's... Interesting enough when it's achievable, but when it becomes a matter of just having bonus cards and you not being able to truly just strategize your way to a win, which is where it gets at the end, I think these really, really fucking suck. See, I have the opposite feeling, though. I, I thought because the first half of these, I was able to, even though I put probably more thought than I needed to into winning them and I didn't, I didn't even clock. That you get to keep the bonus right, cards yeah, I, yeah. Until that, like see, that sucks too. Right through, again, like, that should be that's a perfect example of something that should be in the fucking manual. That these that, that should be in the these stack sure. and you hold them for more than this just level that you accumulated them in, or the two levels I guess that you accumulated them but, in. But at first, I didn't even realize that they were a thing. So like, I had no problem defeating this guy the first couple times. All right, sure, this is cool. Yeah. Like no problem. And then when I kind of came across one of these guys later on, and I'm like, I like I paused it. Like when looking at his side of the screen, I was like, he only has one one. Like, <laughs> this fuck is I, impossible. Like, yeah. I was looking at like, I don't have a ca- enough cards to beat it. So I lost several times and just replayed the stage again. It was at that point that the stages became much more important because before, to your point, as a platformer, like if you're Wait, great hold at platforming. On. Did I just not lose early at all? Do you always go back to the stage if you lose? Even the first one. I didn't lose. Right, we'll see. Enough, yeah, you won't know that. Yeah, yeah, but. So it was probably like halfway through until I finally lost. And I was like, oh, I got to go back. And then I realized, oh, I got to spit. I got to like throw my yo-yo. And I would accidentally get a couple. Right, and I was you like, can find. Oh, yeah. I got to keep swinging around. That's worth mentioning. And you spend more time in the stage rather than kind of just platforming to get right. through. Which is what I did for the first half of this game. I'm like flying through platforming. Like, all right, this is good. No problem. And then when I needed those extra cards, it was like. Okay, that's why I, that's why I'm finishing these stages with like 60 seconds remaining because I didn't spend enough time like looking around, swinging and looking around and trying to get these cards. Which, which doubly fucks you. Which doubly fucks you because, and I'm curious, I'm not gonna bring it up until you do, just to see and add dramatic weight to this, I suppose. But there's two reasons not exploring fucks you long term, and yeah, there's just no <laughs> there's no way to know you should be doing that. I don't. I mean, I guess. There's that ice rink thing in the manual, but man, that's one that's awfully small, you know. It it was a total accidental thing. I don't know what if it was like stage five, six, or what stage, you know, because it's every two that you that you face a boss. I don't remember what point it got to, but I kind of just looked up at the corner because I remembered previously, you know, just making up numbers that I had like say four number twos, and I used two of them, and I didn't get any like since then. Right. And then on next one, I was like, wait, I only have two left. Are these? Like, Stacking. are these carrying over? Yeah. And that's when I realized... That's precisely uh, how I found it as well. And yeah, it was yeah. not something that... Uh, which is, if you think about it, 
because these aren't they're every other stage. So obviously it's not the ones you got in this stage. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not obviously, but probably maybe, you know, like cuz you do get them in the the even stages too, I guess, is the tip off yeah. maybe that, you know, that you get them in stages where you don't have a pizza and contest at the end, so you should maybe think of this. So, you know, there's some level of suggestion, but yeah, it's it should be more explicit either between the manual or even just fucking a blurb or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that uh Where's our NES strategy guide? Give me some tips. I expect in the coming Nintendo Powers, somebody's got to have a head. I'm going to have to look out for it now. Somebody's going to have to have a tip about like, hey, this is how you do this in Yonoid. You know, somebody's got to call in and ask like, what the hell is going on here? Since it's clearly not late. Do you think we've already seen one? And we just just didn't fucking stand out? I don't think so. Yeah. We'll see. Now we to find out. Yeah, I'm tempted to go back through and check and see what the fuck. I feel like this game can't. But again, just like the Play Choice 10 thing, like I can't fathom that it would get like a lot of coverage in nintendo power you know uh, you know i think especially if you look at it like from a really practical standpoint like there's there had to be some level from nintendo's perspective the editorial team of like we can only give each developer so much shine like even the really good ones there's got to be some level of parity we can't really really fucking fixate even if everything they make put out is heat and capcom is in that tier of course but there's still of the spectrum of Capcom things, this is, I mean, probably the shit, and like, I'm not going to say it's a horrific game, but it's easily Capcom's shittiest game to date. What's worse? I, I mean, when you put it like that, I don't know if I'd put use the word shitty, but I understand what you're saying. Right. I'll, I'll probably agree. This is definitely, there, it's not DuckTales, it's not Resident Mega Man, it's not Little Nemo, it's not, any. yeah, it's not even like, sure. even that, you know, weird, wacky, uh, the RPG, like even that, I was like, fuck, that's great. Even though I'd never heard oh, of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, everything they make is fucking fire at this time. So yeah, it's just not, it's just uh, of all the shine or things you could give or would give Capcom shine about it. This is not on the fucking list. You know what I mean? Comparatively. So I just don't know how much it could be covered. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I would be curious to hear what people bitch about at the time, because there are certainly enough opaque things in this that, you know, kind of like I can see a little kid being like, what the, especially again, because these, it is, there is such a, glass ceiling ram your head against a wall kind of aspect to the end of this game like there's nothing worse than just like is it like i you know the first time i loop i'm like am i just in the same stage again no yeah. no i'm not just playing the stage again there's no fucking way I'm like, you know darn it that stage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i could see a little kid being like it's gotta be broke i gotta write nintendo <laughs> Uh, so if you, I won this first one, of course, as I imagine most do, and he says, the opposing noise says, argh, you beat me. Um, but I wasn't, like, because it says in the manual, this is what I mean, I assumed that they weren't required, because in the manual it says they, like, give you some sort of power, power up. Power you up. They're just yeah, power up your character. Right, which, which. How are you powering it up? Precisely. I was not able to discern any no. calculable they're, difference. They're a fossil now. Right. They're, I mean, that meter, we don't know how that meter is employed. At the bottom, can you actually? Yeah, that's a good question. We talked about the HUD. We didn't even mention it. There's two meters. There's there's two rows of meters at the end. And the yes, I understand that the scrolls make that go up. But they're but they're just for the use of those scrolls. So like if right. you use if you destroy, it just reduces that meter, and you can no longer. But that's use what it. I mean. That, that's, perhaps, that's all it is. Perhaps you could. You would. There's no way to know the fucking math, but perhaps you could say or speculate that the like the. It's like the the rings in Zelda. Like it, you like be, when you power up more, it uses less of your meter. 
per spell cast or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, you could argue, and that would be very hard to discern. I think so. Like, I was gonna say that seems much more than what they've implemented here. But we we do <laughs> we're, we just talked about how opaque some of the things are, though. You know, like I mean, it wouldn't blow my mind if that were the case. Okay, so neither one of us have any any clue after playing the game. That's good. That's always great to have that takeaway after playing a video game. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it works. I played the game. I have no idea how it works. On to stage two, and I think Central Park is where we're at now. Central Park is second in the manual story settings rundown. So, yeah, I guess that's what it is. The background of the skyline in the distance suggests maybe this could be in the middle of the city. And I get they're trying to sell this as an ice rink with the skate rental sign at the end. But I don't know, man. Is there? I don't even know. Is there? There's, there's got to be, I suppose. Do you ice skate in Central Park? Yes, right? Yeah, there's Near- totally ice skate rink in Central okay. Park. 100%. Okay. Yeah, I would assume so. I never went. Ice skating makes my fucking ankles fall off. So uh, it's fucking horrific for me. I've only been a handful. Of th- Actually, you know what? I did go once. That's dumb. They do it at Bryant Park. Yeah, if they do it at Bryant. I've been to Bryant Park skating a lot, a lot more. Only Central Park like once or twice, but like Bryant yeah. Park, many times. Yeah, went on a date there. It's once. nicer, more accessible, more central. Central. Right. Yeah. Else. Despite the name of the other park. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the skating rink means this is all ice too. Ugh. Have I ever told you how bullshit ice levels are in 8-bit video games, Jay? Have I ever mentioned that to you? And... And the Once few number of podcasts we have recorded, have I ever brought that up? Once or twice. I would say this one's not bad, though. Like, I did not. Yeah. It's not, I, not, I feel like I, I maybe died once, and that was for something stupid. Like, this was not a tough. A no. Tough, even, yeah. like, the slide aspect of it, you had a little more control over. Like, those little movie the the platforms you had to jump on with it. Like, you yeah. could kind of catch yourself. And, like, it would still require, like, kind of the constant hitting to keep yourself from sliding off either side. But not in a way that was just, like, fucking train wreck out of control. We've experienced much worse. <laughs> yeah. Mechanics. <laughs> Mario. I would say Mario is much worse. Not honestly. 100%. So there are falling ice boulders and hockey players that give me Beagle Boy vibes. Speaking of Capcom, yes, DuckTales. Total Beagle Boys. Yeah. That you have same to deal universe, with, man. Yeah. same universe. Yeah, they have to deal with them between slipping and sliding all over the place. And then there are Beagle Boy stunt doubles that take like half a dozen yo-yo smashes to take down later on. And you'll also encounter some ice curling dudes later in the stage. And right? and then they look like the ice climbers from the NES game. Like, yeah, have you ever played? Yeah, yeah. That's what they the black like box too. title. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then there's just one sole hockey player at the end that looks more legit and less Beagle Boy like as well. And yes, ice-covered platforms here, of course, if everything uh, else being ice isn't enough for you. And there, you know, I wasn't, it does say in the manual, but I was still kind of expecting a pizza-eating contest at the end of this. So when I didn't get one, I was kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) So that was a little surprising to me. Stage three is the rooftops. And, you know, if I'm on rooftops, the first thing I'm going to think is, hand me my skateboard. So what a fucking... That's what you do. Yeah, what a ridiculous mashup, uh, design choice mashup there. Yeah, and there's an effort here to make you choose between... This will become a prominent thing I'd say in gameplay throughout. There's an effort here to make you choose between two tracks, high and low, through the stage, but it doesn't take long to learn that the lower track is how you maximize your scroll and pizza-eating contest pickups. So the... You know, and even though I just talk shit about it, I would say I was kind of surprised that the skateboarding aspect does not fuck you nearly as bad as I thought it might. You can yeah. really slow yourself down and deal with platforming and, and, and as well as backtrack. So yeah, I kind of I actually ex- enjoyed it. Like you yeah. just, you could land on people's heads. You right. know what I mean? It was much, it was kind of much easier. I didn't really need 
like I didn't care about not having the yo-yo at that point. It was like I can just stomp. Right, it. and yeah, it does. It does take your yo-yo attack away, so you have to jump out. I did uh, get a little bit of friction here in that the like the landing and hitbox of jumping on things as heads doesn't make real physics sense to me because your skateboard is angled at a forty-five degree angle. So in my mind, you should be able to come at them from the front a little bit. You cannot yeah, though. But no. You have to land. You have to land perfectly on their head. And yeah, the animation does not jive with that not totally unlike that rising and falling platform animation uh, so some you know not the best QC'd design yeah. aspects um, i definitely died a couple area. times landing on someone's head and i was like so i was just not at the right angle at yeah the right spot that yeah. fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> so we have pelicans unicyclists flying football players with football bombs i think those are maybe the strangest enemy we've seen so far they're literally just like flying through the air and dropping footballs on, on people's heads pretty wild it's american we gotta americanize this this version i guess right 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 uh just a reskinning of some other flying enemy you know they also throw some semi-wide gaps to jump towards the end, uh, but this isn't really all that much, I would say, especially with the skateboard. That makes it uh, pretty doable. And the football guys, interestingly, are invincible, though, at least as far as I could tell. And internalizing, this is probably the hardest thing about the stage, in my opinion, internalizing the need to just stay on the ground and scoot beneath them was one of the more difficult like internalization gameplay things for me just to remember to do that to not you want to just attack everything you know in yeah. a game like this and that's not how you deal with these guys like you still have to, you have to hit their footballs on the ground but doing trying to deal with them other than just letting them fly by is a, a fool's errand yep. so we are into another pizza eating contest of this one against a brown noid and he has the same 18 pizza requirement yours is now up to 12 and this is where I first like got a better handle on this. I had picked up the red paper, red pepper shaker, and or the yeah, I guess it's red pepper. Maybe it's black pepper. I don't fucking know. It's there's black, black and pepper, and there's the hot sauce. The hot right. sauce is the red one. But like for pizza, I would assume this would be red pepper, though, right? It would Pe make sense. No one, no one puts black pepper on their pizza. But I think that's the whole point. Like he's throwing that like shaker at you, and you're all of a sudden. He might even say black pepper. No, I don't think he says black pepper. I think he just kind of says pepper. Right. I mean, when I think of a pizza place, I think of the big with the. Oh, for sure. The with the and they they're all they all must have came from the same factory at the same time in 1974 or something like that. And they've been in every pizza place ever since. It's got like that exact. It's the Parmesan cheese one and the the, and the red pepper one. Pepper. The exact same ones. It's like got the, like that the, the raised bumpiness to it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, they're all the exact same fucking thing. And yeah, that's so interesting. It's like. I don't know, you could spend a whole fucking tangent on that. Like <laughs> some of the like the the eighties, like, there's the, so those accounts, Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts and shit that will post shit from like eighties kitchens, and it is all the fucking same. You're like, yes, god damn it, we had that. How did everyone have that orange Tupperware pitcher? Everyone had that. How did everyone have that? <laughs> or those coffee cups, the little flowery things. I'm like, everyone fucking had those. How did everyone have those? <laughs> less variety, less options back then. You I guess, yeah. One, one person Sears. one cool thing. It was, it was, like, it was on know. the front fucking rack at Sears, and everyone bought it. And there wasn't, you weren't walking with the fucking back of the store to look for any alternative options. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is also where I yeah, learned that you could save things, too. So that was a critical strategy thing. But, I, you know... Again, and uh, we'll get to more on it later, but I uh, did not, and I did not, There, it's too, it seems too easy, and there's so many of them, that they don't feel precious, and they should, yeah. 
They should feel more. Pushes. I was still flying through at this point. Like, all right, whoop this, whoop this area champion next, next yep. up. Stage four is on to more rooftops, I guess. Uh, they are, are clearly in a more downtown part of the city here, though. I like financial district vibes. I felt yep. that American With flag. The flag I yeah. felt like, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, very prominently displayed, hanging off a building at the beginning to, to really drive that home. And here we have dudes with plungers, balloons slowly floating along that will fall on you if you run below them, which is an interesting way for helium filled balloons. Or I guess you can't you guarantee plungers, that's helium. This is like pizza crushers. I'm like, this is a pizza crusher. You you beat like one of the first dudes and you get a pizza Yeah, crusher. you get your first pizza crusher here too, but there's the, there's the dudes with the plungers and shit as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. And there's also those same, like that, that goon is kind of in a lot of the stages and he just has different tools and different attack modes. But there's also those same guys are here doing fire spitting shit as well. Uh, but yes, you get your first shot as far as I fire at the pizza crusher here. And it's like there's a, some gray thing riding one. I'm looking at it right now. It's like a fireman actually is what he looks like. And you kill that and it leaves the pizza crusher behind for you to grab. And it only lasts for a limited time. So it's interesting that the other ones, other vehicles are whole stage like it changes the mechanics of this stage you know and this is just a temporary pickup in this stage and yeah it only lasts for a limited time and it's you know let's say that's a decent chunk of time that you can get through that floating platform stretch uh, as long as you're not dawdling too badly but well oh i guess first you know it's just a, it's a pogo stick i guess explain the mechanics first and it's you don't just this is hard to explain like you you it's it's you gotta like in the same way have you ever ridden a pogo stick in real life jay i guess that's really the question to ask here when i was a kid yeah i definitely had one for a brief okay for a brief minute, yeah. well you know clearly you have to let the spring constrict to get the pogo effect you know mm -hmm. and if you short hop that you're not going to get the the pogo effect and if you were expecting to pogo a certain distance without that constricted spring, you're not going to go that far. But you're already going to be generating that forward inertia to do so. So this is dangerous. And that it captures that physics requirement very well here. You have to like let that spring constrict before you hit the A button or you will just go like a quarter inch and <laughs> probably into a pit. You know. So I thought that interesting that it did such a truthful and realistic job of capturing the physics of being on this kind of device you know uh for better or worse i guess like it's kind of one of those things like yes that's real physics but i don't know if i want that real physics here in this video game uh kind of <laughs> well situation. that's why i didn't use the pogo stick much like once it like i didn't even attempt like so after you get past that first part there's like the floating platform stage that rotates right i was definitely not on the pogo stick for that i that, was on my normal feet and that made this part a breeze so are you saying you tried the pogo stick? that was pretty smart because yeah i mean I, I would cruise through that and so here's the thing yeah i it doesn't the real shit of this on top of the physics thing is that it goes away kind of unexpectedly you know what i mean so yeah you want to get yourself to a safe place maybe and just kind of let it die. And that is not, it's not only applicable to that. There's another thing that this problem will come up with later. So that was another QC fail, I think on their behalf. Okay. Uh, so yeah, no PT eating contest of this uh, even stage level five is into the sewer. And I like to look down here quite a bit. It's got like green water sewer type deal, dilapidated concrete platforms against the deep blue brick sewer infrastructure in the back with pipes and shit. And like the concrete has like, parts where it's broken off and you can see the exposed brick 
beneath it. So it's like the New York subway. There right. Right. <laughs> For sure. But I think a little extra design effort was put here than some of the other stages. And I think this is my favorite music track. have to ride some platforms floating in the sewage like little fucking crates and stuff and that can be a wee bit tricky i would say the pizza eating contest against is against a blue suited one and you need 14 pizzas to prevail in this one but it's still pretty easy stage six is into the marina and great nyc skyline background here i like the look of the boat dock platforms as well and later in the stage there is a solid looking suspension bridge background artwork too so some good Capcom artwork here and or I guess it's non-productions but I perceived as Capcom at the time and they have a little paddle boat you can start riding early in the stage and then they entice you to leave the easier path of just riding the boat floating in the water to travel across some higher platforms where scrolls and shit can be picked up and even at points you have to there's like especially I think that first one you have to jump over so it like forces you to understand that you can and maybe should be doing that you know uh, but it really makes it makes it more difficult and the enemies say this is actually one of the easier platforming like this like platforming in general in this game i don't think it was very tough like this this boat stage i actually very much enjoyed it because like you could it, it was not hard to like jump on the boat get it going and then to go platform above it and just right. land in it when you're ready to keep moving so yeah, uh, i thought that yeah. was actually really smooth and really well done agreed agreed yeah no i yeah i, I enjoyed this stage as well and then once you get to a bunch of boats tied to the docks later on, uh, many of which say Noid on the side, which is <laughs> fun, you find that the rich boat owners have installed pirate cannons all over the docks as a security measure to keep people, poor people probably, away from them. Mm. And it's uh, also kind of like that first dock rising thing. A little SMB3 to me, this like cannonballs flying all over the place. It, it felt a little Bullet Bill stage E, totally. you know? Totally felt like you were on the, the Bowser ship. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Stage seven, Coney Island was my guess here. So this is where I'm really beginning to take creative license with these discernings of levels. Uh, fucking the, I love the carny background artwork here, though. That's like red, a lot of black shadows with orange accents on like the merry-go-round, or, or sorry, the uh, Ferris wheel outlines and stuff silhouettes in the background very cool and then the foreground has a merry-go-round vibe you're like riding a merry-go-round and the shit about this is though it's an auto scroll stage which i don't yes. believe i don't believe we've had yet and that certainly complicates your life here there's a fucking uh, in the mode of the merry-go-round stuff you have the horses horses going up and down on poles that like and there's a lot of this where like those are timed in a way where you either you have to know to be way ahead of the game and making your jump very early in their animation to get on top of them and get across or to get beneath them while they're all the way up. And if you miss that one window, there's no hope. You know, there's a, there's a few instances like that in this level, which are kind of tough to me, you know, that you, again, you don't, unless it's one of those things, unless you know it beforehand and have died there already, probably you're just not going to get it right, you know, so that... Yeah. I died several times on this level, like especially when you get you get to a part where there's a spring over over just death, basically. <laughs> jump, make sure you hit a bounce up on that spring enough to yeah. land on the rising pony 
Like I died several times. Is, yeah, is that the first? Day. Is this? I think this might be the first appearance of those springs, and they're just yeah, they're yeah. like they're like the just like, floating. Yeah, 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 they're just like fucking little springboards, and yeah, the same thing. You gotta like it's. It's not as bad or as unforgiving as I would I would say as Super Mario Brothers yeah. three springboards where you really have to have it fully constricted or you're fucked. <laughs> but it that a little bit of that vibe is there for sure. There's also a weird and I never saw this again and it's just to me so bizarre that it's the only instance of it. And there it's a hazard pickup. It was a skull yeah. on the ground and it, yeah. it like moves above your head when you pick it up and it just it it's like um it's like the in the water levels in Super Mario, the blooper, the the baby bloopers, they like get on you and restrict your movement while mm-hmm. they're um, like orbiting you, you know. So that applies here, and yeah, you can't jump and you can't run, and it's I mean it's basically it's the worst. F- especially with an auto, yeah, auto scroll, <laughs> you're fucked. So it's just like yeah, if you get that, it's load. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, only time. So yeah, that's I'm glad to hear that was the. Uh, or not glad to hear, but I'm surprised to hear that maybe I just missed it or something. That that's the only like why it's it's not even like it's not part. It doesn't go well with the theming, you know, merry-go-round Coney Island carnival shit. It doesn't have it's not like they could have made a different kind of any kind of icon, you know. Like up there, yeah. sure, if you want to have something unique and standalone, I'm fine with that. But it just didn't seem like it made sense to me. But it made it also clear, like, yep, avoid the skull. Well, yeah, I guess maybe that was the, yeah, them trying to do good QC. And like, no, this needs to be distinctly, un- like, avoid this. But yeah. honestly, it doesn't do that because it's the only time. So I still picked it up the first time. Like, what is this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like, there's I think no. that's the point, though. Because, like, also because this is an auto-scroll. Like, if it wasn't an auto-scroll level, you could kind of just maybe just run around, around right. and wait for it to go away. Right. But here it's like, oh, you're really screwed if yeah. you pick it up. Right, right, right. The pizza eating contest is a 16 pizza count needed, and this was the first time that I also had the more, like, I had enough bonus cards, but I either didn't play them right or have enough to win, and, Mm. but I played enough of them to extend the game, and he ran out of cards to play, so I won by default, even though, and this is an important note about that, even though he had accumulated more pizzas than me up to that point, you know. So, again, it, it's a very last-ditch effort strategy that, like, if you see yourself shit going going sideways, you can be like, well, I can just, if I just start playing bigger cards and drag it out, maybe I can win that way, you know. So it is a, yeah. again, yeah, just. It, it was an accidental clocking for me, too. I was yeah. like, oh, damn, I'm going to lose this one. And then he ran out, and I was like. Oh. oh, I can win that way, but yeah. it only happens one time. Just yeah. this one time. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's funny too. This is right at the, basically the midpoint, and <laughs> you get that like the pendulum is swinging, you know, to the other side of it, and that's yeah. like that's where it crosses the fucking to the fulcrum, uh, as far as the way the strategy goes for this fucking these things. After these messages. We'll be right back. In the new movie, The Land Before Time, Littlefoot, Sarah, Ducky, and Spike share an incredible journey. Along the way, they become best friends. Now we'll always be together. And now these lovable characters can be your child's friends too. With a pizza from Pizza Hut, a Land Before Time dinosaur is only 99 cents. So come to Pizza Hut. Your friends are waiting. We'll always be together. Pizza Hut! That is a 1988 U.S. market TV spot for Pizza Hut featuring the Land Before Time puppets. Making it great 
Dude, <laughs> how many of those did you have? I, I had several of those. Yeah, I, I definitely had Littlefoot. I definitely had the green dinosaur. What was his name? Ducky. Ducky, the sleepy one. Yeah, uh, he was the sleepy one, right? It was Wait, the brontosaurus. No, no, the sleepy one. The sleepy one. What was his name? The brontosaurus. No, I don't remember. Darn Ducky, though. I remember Ducky. <laughs> Ducky was cute as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, those were fucking dope. I think there were four of them, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Those movies. Great. The best. Great. Great movies. Don Bluth, man. Remember when we were talking about Don Bluth? That's mm-hmm. fucking Don Bluth movie. Don Bluth, fucking great. And, like, thought you, like, thought you were watching Disney movies, not Disney movies, actually better than Disney movies. All of his movies. The Five Olds, the fucking... Land Before Time, like those are fucking great movies. Classic. I definitely wanted a competitor's commercial. Fuck Domino's. So Pizza Hut was my go-to for that, which had me first looking for a book it spot that I was unable oh, to find. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was able to find like a two-minute promo for it that would have been, I don't know where the fuck that would have shown, but I couldn't find just like a straightforward commercial about it. Uh, except a modern one. I guess they reinstituted. This is fun history, I guess. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Craig Robinson was the fucking spokesperson for it, which is he's fucking hysterical. Love him. And yeah, he's he, he, fucking. Yeah, they did a, a modern one. Did you have your did your kids were your kids My on kids it? did it? Yeah. Oh, like nice. Sometime within the past like two years. Yeah, it was 2021, like, I think. Oh, yeah. book it. Like yeah. I did that as a kid. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. Definitely smart. Smart branding recall for sure, man. Uh, perfect time. Like you and I like fucking. You got the kids. I probably should have them, and it's just like the perfect time. Like hook them, hook them, deploy, deploy. <laughs> that shit's just been in the fucking in the fucking chamber for like a decade, probably. Uh, that's great. So yeah, it's fine. I picked Pizza Hut. I didn't even think. I forgot that you delivered for them, or that would have obviously been part of that as well. But I'd let you pick so it much, if, I'd, so if, I'd, if I'd if I'd have known that. I'd have had you pick your favorite Pizza Hut commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Land Before Time was a fine, a plenty acceptable oh, alternative yeah. to the book sure. situation. So we're moving into stage eight and Sky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the first ornith, Ornahopter, the helicopter vehicle. Jay, hit us with it. Get to the chopper. And keep this in the air. You have to repeatedly hit the A button. And neither the manual or the game itself informs you of this prior to the stage start, <laughs> which led to me just... Plummeting to my doom same. and losing my first life right from the top. Same. Job. I did the same thing. Holy yeah. shit is that terrible game design. Holy <laughs> shit. I was, yeah. Press a button. You're going down. Nope. Yeah, I was just like, I just watched it happen. I was like, is that like a cutscene? What the fuck? Nope. Dead. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just so bad. Gotta like, nothing, like, get, like, on that the, stage. Yeah, you need like, it's like, and it's funny too because it's Capcom and I know Capcom didn't fucking develop it, but Capcom for the Mega Man games does the get ready. You know, it like, Tells you to like, okay, shit's about to get real. And it like, it puts the words on the screen. Get ready. It says that, you know, when you're starting stages and shit. So they are, that's already in their fucking design toolbox. So yeah, just really bad game design. I couldn't believe that happened. Once you know that though, this is a pretty nice change up of the play mechanics. I would say it's actually pretty fun. I'd equate the physics of this to water stages in Mario's one and three. Again, I don't know. It's a lot of Mario f- fuel for me. Again, maybe recency bias, but I just thought of it a lot when I was playing this game, just like a slightly shittier version of it. You have a uh, fixed amount of elevation your sprite does when you hit the A button or increases rather when you hit the A button. So what you're doing here is trying to let yourself fall far enough to not hit things when you initiate that fixed elevation bump by hitting the button, you know, and you're always under a pressure to keep yourself from falling off the the bottom of the screen too or in most cases anyways there's a, a no barrier situation on the bottom that you can fall down off of and die 
It's pretty well done, though, I think. Like, yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like it was tough to do. Like, I felt like what I was trying to do as I hit my buttons, I would actually do. I would drop as far as I wanted to drop. Like, I, yep. I thought it was really well done control-wise. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I enjoyed this, and I honestly was kind of sad that there wasn't more of them. And I have more sadness we'll discuss later on this topic. <laughs> but, yeah, the it was... Pretty well done, I would agree. They they, they complicate it. The, the big thing is just, again, this is like maybe think so much of like just that one really shitty water level that we talked a reasonable amount about for Mario 3, where you had to go through the little channel of the fucking electros and then the big berth at the end. It was very like that, where you have these fixed contact hazards everywhere, spike balls and plenty of flying shit to get in your way too. And yeah, I mean, you're just... Uh, they also put in fans too, to like so you're like slow you down, right? To to make you think more about your physics, you know, it's it's all physics shit, and that's a cool change in gameplay from what otherwise is just kind of going and jumping on shit. Stage nine is the crack house. This is a very <laughs> this is a very grungy, dilapidated building that at first glance appeared to be harking to an industrial space, but there's fucked up couches and shit that I think used to be make this an apartment building. And in this condition, it very much looked like a set from New Jack City. I would say the thug enemies here very much look like dudes that could be squatting in crack houses as well. So to me, this was just crack house. <laughs> I don't know what to think of this. I was just like, are we in a haunted place? Like, I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, there are bats. There are bats, but there, you know, there's also crack house rats on tweak mode. They're suspended from balloons, <laughs> dropping rat skulls. <laughs> like, and, yeah, and these sentient tin cans that leap at you when you're near them. I guess I would equate that to maybe oh having gosh. something living in them, rats or something as well. That is one of the most annoying enemies on this whole stage. When right. I saw those, I was immediately and I don't, like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can kill them with your yo-yo even. So even if you get in the right know. place to do so. I don't think you can. Yeah, the only way to I kill failed. them is with a. Actually, watching a playthrough, somebody did kill one with a yo-yo. I don't did know. How, okay. They did like some perfectly timed jump. I did not execute yeah. that perfectly timed throw at the same time. So I'm Yeah, just, they're very much, they're key to you. So when you mm-hmm. get close enough, they auto aggro. And yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you do that, I guess. There's some platforming and timing hazards dropping from the ceiling uh, that will bring you to the first vertical climb in the game. And I think I found a secret up here. (laughs) And that that was the first time that I did this. I jumped up to a couple platforms above the rooftop stretch to, like, once you get to the, where, where you go up the shaft and then it levels out to this rooftop area. And there are these two platforms, like, there's no way to get to them coming from the left. You have to go right and jump back. And that automatically incentivized me, made them significant to me, and incentivized me to, like, maybe I should check what's going on up there. Because by now I've learned that you can make the little boxes appear. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up there and yeah. try that. And so, yeah, I jump up there, and I got uh, got this animation that I would, I would imagine is supposed to be perceived as a warp thing. It's kind of like a twisty. Oh. Had, you got, had you gotten one of these yet? Only the only other one I saw, I didn't even find it on this level, was earlier on the skull level. There was one there. You found one. Okay. Yeah. So that was yeah. The so only other time I've actually got one of those. This is the last one in the game, I think. Okay. Which Makes sense. sucks that I had <laughs> found one before this. You know, they don't I mean, you know, again, they do lob you the fucking thing in the manual on the stage two. But I, I hadn't found any of these. And you know, I mean I again I'm I g I don't know, who knows? It it was kinda of, by this point I was certainly like Another fucking platforming level. Okay, let's fucking go. So maybe there was some level of just like, fuck it, I'm just going to, I'm cooking and I'm not being as exploratory as I should be. But I feel like I should have found more of these 
just to show you that they are prominent in the game and 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 work. But I think that was the thing; they were not prominent. They were very rare. It seems like you know, like like that's only the second one. The fact that you're mentioning it, that means. But that, that no, no, there's way more. I know about. Oh, oh yeah, there's way more. I went because I yeah I found this and I was like, what the fuck is this? And we're gonna get into it here in a second. But I mean, was this? Did you, was this something you were successful at? Perceived what you were supposed to do right away? Was this intuitive to you? No. Oh yeah, what the fuck, man! I played this a few times and I was like, "What in the fuck is supposed to be happening here?" Like, yeah, I was like, not even close to. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I was not happy about this experience. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking looking up a video. I'm like, I need to see what the hell's going on." And I saw how many of there were, and there's this was like the fifth or sixth one at this point. So there's a bunch of them in the game. Yeah, uh, that's what happens when you just platform through, like. Right, like I did for the first, and you don't have a whole eighty-page strategy guide telling you where the warp whistles are. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking harder. Uh, hey, mo- adds to the replayability though. Adds to the replayability. Uh, it does that. So yes, it cuts to a black screen. A mohawk thug, and I fucking this awesome, hilarious art to me. Again, harken to the tweaker thing. You know, I don't know if he's in every one of them. I assume he is, but it cuts to a black screen with a mohawk thug and purple leather Mad Max gear and sunglasses, center mass, and he's flanked by a couple sidekick thugs and purple leotards. And you get some dialogue copy here. It says, if you hit a lot of moles, I will teach you the shortest route. So that's the thing. He's telling you to hit moles. So I go into the stage thinking, okay, there's going to be moles. And you, it cuts from there to a whack-a-mole game. So that makes a lot of sense that I have to hit moles. Ton of fucking sense. So... I am running around, not hitting all the other things popping out of these fucking holes, trying to hit the fucking moles, and there's only a few moles that I have the opportunity to hit, and it's making a noise when you hit them that doesn't sound good, (laughs) you know? So, like, I'm doing it, and I'm like, I'm doing what he said, but nothing visually supportive is happening. I'm hearing this terrible sound. I must be, you know, this. It's not, and I'm not. I'm clearly not winning because you you come out of the game and he says, uh, "What does he say?" There's fucking. You can do better than that. Come back again, you know. So I'm like, "What the fuck?" I luckily had saved, so I'm able to go back and try again. I tried a bunch of, like, you know, a handful of times, and the fucking same thing every time. So I watched that video, and yeah, so it's a it's a grid of three rows of four holes each, taking up the whole like a whole single screen. And in the holes, eyes will appear, suggesting something's about to pop out. Now, not every time these can be red herrings that attract you to, like, go up there and hit something and nothing pops out. So there's that aspect of it, too. Uh, And then when they do pop out, it's not always for the same length of time. So it really amounts to a memorization thing. You have to learn to to do these successfully, in my perception, at least looking at the video. And granted, I hadn't... This is the last one, the hardest one. So I'm sure if you get your feet wet on earlier ones, this is less of a problem. Were, how many... Did, were you able to successfully Wait get it at all? I just realized we were talking about two different things. I was talking about what I ran into that was an invincibility thing. I never encountered this one time in the game. Not oh. one time. Okay. Not yeah, it, one time. It was only when I was going through later and I was like, I missed that completely. Yeah, I never. Okay. Never right. So, yeah, they were not easy to find for sure. So, yeah, like I said, I lucked into this one. So, yeah, I fucking, I played this a bunch of times, dude. And, like, it's, it, I didn't, 
again, lack of explanation. If, if, you know, God forbid you actually do stumble into one of these on OG hardware and you don't, you can't fucking save scum. Like, holy shit, should there be more? You should have an idea. You should be able to pause and like, okay, how the fuck do I do these? You know, not present in the manual at all. And you can, you can, it wrap, the screen wraps. So you can like go off screen left oh, and come okay. screen right, like Pac-Man-y kind of, you know. So that makes it easier, of course, once I knew that and saw that in the video. And you also don't have to, like the assumption is the way the art looks, again, this is another, much like the fucking platforming water thing. Like the way they come out of the hole, they're like saddled up to, it's kind of like semi-angled, almost isometric-y, you know, three-quarters perspective, I guess is what they call that uh, more aptly. And they're like bellied up to the front of the hole. So it looks like you'd have to walk up to it from the bottom and hit them there to to make contact with this tiny little mallet you have. So I it didn't occur to me that maybe I could come at them from the side. And like you can run. You don't even have to. And you, you know, you're on. You can turn any direction. You have 360 degrees of movement. Relatively anyways. Probably eight, eight directional anyways. And... You can come at the front of the hole from the side and do it and hit them. So you don't have to run up to the hole and then turn up to the hole and then do it. You can just run at it from the side and hit them and still get a hit in. So those two things made it infinitely more doable, but still not easy. And there's like a little, there's a meter at the bottom that I saw when I would, you know, again, when I'm first coming in here, I have no idea. There's... The goons, like the sidekick guys that appear on the sides of them, the purple dudes, those come up. The mohawk guy will sometimes come up. A mole will sometimes come up, very seldomly. Like I would say maybe there's two or three of those in the whole run. And tons of the purple dudes and maybe four or five of the the main mohawk guy come up, uh, things come up. And then there's also was this one time it happened, there's a McDonald's grimace looking thing, like a big purple grimace looking dude that pops up. And like when you hit him, you are able to discern it's bad. Like you like are stunned for a second, you know? So if you do that, don't hit grimace. Don't hit grimace. Yeah. (laughs) It fucks you. You're totally fucked. You might as well just hit low. There's no chance you're beating this. Uh, So you definitely want to avoid him. And yeah, I mean, you know, I basically had to play it enough to memorize at least sequences where I could get, good rhythm and not hit the grimace guy or not waste on wait I don't think it penalized me to hit the moles but it didn't move your meter up and yeah I I played a number of times before I even realized the little there's a little tiny red arrow above the a part on the that the meter can get to that is like where you got to get to win but I played a number of times before I even noticed that so I didn't even know what my goal was you know and I wasn't able I mean you do kind of eventually notice that the meter's going up when I'm hitting the other guys, but that directly contradicts, again, what he tells you going into this. So it's like a fucking Simon's Quest deception. He's, like, trying to tell you to do the wrong thing to, as, like, a... Interesting. To, yeah, to fucking... Throw you off? Yeah, yeah, throw you... Yeah, right, yeah. Fucked up, man. Like, really fucked up. Really These fucked up. Ruffians. And... I don't know what I got when I won. <laughs> Just like the pizza so eating kind of. Like a, a oh no! Check that. I'm sorry. That, that's a lie. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. It, when you, it he tells you that he gives you a. He'll give you a. It like takes you then the stage. It like warps you out of the stage. So it like you get to skip something, you know, which I mean, I don't know. I was pretty far into the stage. I don't know how helpful that could have been. I mean, I, maybe there was something really fucked up next that I didn't have to play, but 
Not in this it was, stage. This stage was pretty straightforward. I think. Yeah, it was pretty late. What I'm talking about. I mean, you think about it, you. This is after you go all the way up the shaft and you're already on the roof. That's like not how a much? Whole lot. Okay, yeah. So you, you've actually finished the stage. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> just not great. Just a fun and, different mini game if you wanted to, to deal with deception. Did not feel, I mean, once you knew what you were doing, and like, I mean, it was still frustrating because I'm. I had already had those all those fails that were like futile undertakings. Like if I had came in this and came into this and knew how to do it, maybe you only have to do enough times where it actually is fun. But that was not my experience at all. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, you got to hit the fucking goons and like any of them, anything other than the moles or the grimace, and it adds to your meter. And if you hit enough, you get whatever. Yeah. If you do win, he says, I lost. I'll let you go. I never expected you to hit so many. And then the stage just ends, as I said. Uh, rough. Rough, rough, rough. So then you're into stage 10. I called these the projects. This is absolutely still in the hood. There's more thug tweakers jumping out of windows on shovels and running down, throwing St. Ides 40 bottles at you. And there's underwear on clotheslines strung between adjacent apartment buildings. I think that's a nice touch for this is a shitty neighborhood, you know, shitty New York neighborhood. And there's tin trash cans getting launched to you from some unseen tweaker force off screen, you know, so there's just a lot of like grimy hazards in this level. Wait, so you didn't have to fight. You didn't have to do a pizza battle then. Oh, I did have to. Great point. point. Holy shit. Okay. This was the point. point. I was about to say, wait a minute, you skipped a part because at this point, your pizza meter is as full as the, the Noids pizza meter. So I think for me. This was when I like I didn't first lose, but this might have been my first like, oh my gosh, you ran out difficult. of cards and I beat him because I thought like it got very tough at this point. Yeah, that's funny. I yeah, it didn't even fucking occur to me. So that's so then the warp zones are very helpful. You okay. don't even have to do the pizza contest. That's great. And you know, not only does that do you win for sure, but you don't have to use any cards. So those are that's, massively that's helpful. helpful. Yeah, that that's wild. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna respect that a little. I guess that's kind of a good. That's the actual it, the actual game twice. sucks, but the effect <laughs> it can have is good. I'll concede that. Mm-hmm. Stage eleven is a warehouse, and the soundtrack here is solid as well. Uh, hence, you using the music from this. Got my first pinwheel pickup here, and yes, this is the invincibility thing you were talking about. It's for a limited time, and makes your jumping physics way better. They feel so much better, the physics of this. So fucking good, which is way less cool uh, is the little indication, yes, that it gives you that your invincibility is going to run out. And I absolutely died just running into something because I had no clue that I was about to no longer be invincible. So that leaves much to be desired. (laughs) This was the first level that... And we'll get to it that I not only failed at the pizza and had to like come back through and I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. That it got really tough for me. It was at this point when I failed with the pizza pizza contest, came back through and just started swinging everywhere. Like where I got to get more cards. I I got it or I'm not going to make it through. But I also had a tough time getting through because at first, like this level, you get this is the first level that I really started making conscious choices about the pickups. Because I started with, um, like, when when the jumping first came through, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely getting that pickup. And I would just jump through. But I got to a part where it was like I got stuck because I didn't realize you have these boxes to open up and they shoot, like, worms out at you. I didn't know that I could 
defeat the box by yeah because it takes so many fucking attacks to do it yeah i was trying to jump over it and a box like i kept i died so many times yep until i was like all right once i finally made it i know the exact fucking spot you're talking about yeah and had to come back i was like i'm gonna get the snowflake this time and just defeat to defeat them instead of yep. using the jump. So this this level, it got yep. really and that and honestly, that one, the one that I'm thinking of, like I don't even know if you can hit it, like the way <laughs> it's on that little platform, and you just yep. don't have the sp- it's there's no not, space, yeah. right? Yeah, to work there. So yeah, that yeah, there's a. I mean, I wrote here. There's a lot of really cheap shit in this level. Wooden crates flying at you from all directions, really inopportune times, particularly while platforming. Yeah, those fucking. What are they? Caterpillars or something jumping yeah, out of the boxes? Just pop Fucking out of a box. It got sucks. really real on this level. Sucks, sucks, sure. sucks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even say this is this is actually where I wrote for the first time. It puts you in even eighteen to eighteen count on the pizza stuff because I yeah I didn't even notice that wow. I skipped that one. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, the noise is gray in this case, and its cars are insane. Uh, I was still able to win this one, but in hindsight, on the first time, I mean, but in hindsight, probably because I played too many fucking bonus cards, you know. Uh, is why I still was able to beat him without much trouble. Yeah, I had to come through and like pick up a bunch of different cards to come back because this is where I mathematically looked at him and I was like, a pause and I was like, he has one, one, two. Th-. I was like, I can't win. I just because I only had like two times. Which you can't actually. It's important point. to say you can't pause. You had to click off your emulator and cheat. Which fine, I totally vibe with. Yeah. But yeah, you can't <laughs> pause and look at their cards. You have no time to make these. To, to make, you know, juggle this huge oh, puzzle yeah. in your head, you know. I, I definitely was like, wait a minute. I, after multiple times of, like, trying and failing, I was like, I mathematically cannot win this. Right, so <laughs> right. I'm just going to yeah. have to lose and play the level again and look around. And that's what yeah. it took. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I guess you do kind of, as long as you can survive the fucking level, which, yeah. you know, as we stated, is not the easiest thing for this particular one. You do, I theoretically, have infinite opportunities to do that you can go into that pizza game play nothing and just lose yeah just let the timer run out even to, to expedite it that's what and, i did i was like all right i can't yeah. let a timer okay and they just stack cards so i guess yeah but these later stages are not fun enough to do that <laughs> so hmm. stage 12 more warehouse and conveyor belts suck city that's all i have to say about that <laughs> Uh, stage 13 is the stairwell and this is you climb a vertical stairwell area with flower pots falling on your head some other dumb shit shooting you like what are those sewing machines what the fuck are those things tool like some sort of tool thing what the fuck are those things that shoot at you <laughs> in that level oh, I don't even know what is that I don't know you got pots you got yeah it definitely looks like a sewing machine but it's somehow shooting like razors at you like right yeah weird I don't know. So whatever implementations, the, I don't know what that is. Like the yeah. thing that wraps around. I don't know. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of those. And then at the very end, you have one fucking cop that's rolling steel drums down at you, which is, again, is the, the only one was funny to me for some reason or another. And also the only time you see a cop in the whole game. The cop should be over <laughs> in those fucking projects. <laughs> you're in the wrong space, buddy. Like, yeah. We got some there's really actually a, a times three on this level two that I found. I was like, oh, really, snap. Yeah. that's when I was. I don't really think I have. Like at this point, after losing in the prior stage or prior two stages, I was like, I am swinging and going for everything and like looking around anywhere I can. And I actually found a lot more things just going forward because I was very conscious that I needed every damn thing possible, every card I could possibly find to try to beat this game. I had not faced the. 
You had not faced true adversity yet. Right, precisely. I had, I had not faced the cold hopelessness of actual defeat yet. So I come into this fucking pizza pizza thing here at the end with... I only had two double cards and a pepper card. And... No, dude, no, no you have no, no hope whatsoever. It's mathematically not possible. Yeah, right, correct. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I, but you don't, again, I haven't lost yet. I don't know this. I don't even know them to be required yet because I haven't oh, lost you're yet. Still in, you're yeah. still in, oh, I'm man. still living in a delusional Power land. Power you up land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. So, yeah, when you lose, he talks a little shit and you just get bounced back to the beginning of the stage. And... Jay, human beings have not invented a unit of time or have not conceived or formulated a measurement of a unit of time that's small enough to equate to the amount of time it took me to say, nope, fuck this game and not play anymore and just fire up a video. Like when I got bounced back to the beginning of that stage after it took me, this ascent took me a while to get through comparatively to a lot of the other stages. And yeah, that happened. And like I said, it was already kind of like, when is this game going to fucking end? Like I thought for sure that was the very end of the game. So when that happened, I was like, what am I actually going to gain by going through that? (laughs) Like I'm not, it's the end of the game. Another pizza eating contest, big fucking deal. Like, I can just watch the fucking end sequence and not be miserable doing that again. So, yeah, oh. I just fucking... I, I quit, watch the long play, and do you have anything interesting to say about the rest of the game? <laughs> wow. You quit, so you did not beat the game, Josh? I did not beat the game. Oh, my gosh. What do we even say? Dude, <laughs> I don't... I don't even... So, there was, like, another flying level which is very fun again right that's well that's exactly what i was going to get to yes the next the your top of the empire state building into the great wide open is what i named this watching the video yeah it's another chopper run man and like watching the long play and seeing this i was a little sad inside i was like fuck that looks fun you should be sad because it was fun like at this point like there's more threes you get on that one and i thought that was very fun i I did say at this point i was kind of like i'm pretty sure like i can't beat the game like the fact that it sends you back to replay the level to get more cards, I was like, "All right, I think I have to 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 make sure I have enough so I, when I get the at the end, I can actually beat it." You know, and so it was very satisfying to actually get to the end and beat the game because which is just out. another pizza eating kind. That was the thing too. Like I was sad watching that level, but when I had to do another, and it's not even that time. It's, this is an even stage, stage fourteen. The last stage is an even stage, so they're even just like. Giving you more pizza. And it's like, I don't need any more fucking pizza eating yeah. contests, man. I'm all set on pizza eating contests. <laughs> so, he's like, I'm, I'm the boss, if I remember. He says something like, he's the boss or something. Yeah, he says, yeah. he's like, welcome to the pizza eating contest. I'm the boss or something. He was like, yeah. okay. So you kind of knew well, a little different a little different verbiage, a little different copy there that it was going to be tough. And he had like, I want to say like four different six insane cards, only yeah. one one card. So you like, luckily I came in with like, one times three, so I can use my four times three, several times, like seven times two. So it, it was still tough. Like it was still kind of like, all right, kind of, you know, let me let me make sure I can make it through. Yeah. And so I spent much more time on the last couple pizza eating contests strategizing and just making sure I could get through. So like beating it was very satisfying. You get an end sequence where you. That's a, oh, that's a good question though. Hold on. You, you mentioned spending more time on it. What do you think, and clearly we're speculating, just like we were just talking about my hummus intake over my entire life, there's no way to know. The 
Whoa, dude, I'm watching the video. This guy is playing it again, and his Noid is black. You have to play this game a second time. Or maybe... Like, playing it through? Because I know your Noid turns black when you have the jump power on. Oh, maybe no. That's Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And I'm just not... Okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry. He definitely yeah. Well, there you go. Testament to me never getting that. I never turned black, so that was wild wow. to me to see. Okay. So, yeah, but I, much like we were just talking about with the, the hummus and taking my entire life, there's no way to know. How, what. But what would you speculate your ratio of playing the fun part of this game, comparatively, and pizza eating contest time? Like, it's got to be at least 1.5 to 1 in favor of pizza eating contest. I was going to say maybe 50-50. Because I would fly through the first half of the game, I flew through all the platforming for the most part, and then second second part of the game, quote unquote, I would, I w- you know, I was still going fast, but I was like always swinging my yo yo just to just to find stuff. And but then, except for those parts where it was like really tough platforming, I would you know play the pizza eating contest multiple times. Like all right. This time, when he throws a three, I'm gonna throw a one. I'm gonna lose. I gotta, I gotta get good of my ones. You know what I mean? Like I spent much more time. Like all right, I only have X amount of threes. He has X amount of twos. Like really, like thinking through it. So I would say, I think the pizza eating contest, I spent more time on. Maybe maybe yeah. sixty forty pizza eating contest. Like really, once I realized how important they were and that they were not just used to power you up, like the manual incorrectly says, and I realized this is the boss battle. Like in in lieu of boss battle. I'm right. battling through PC to contest. I really got to focus here. So it it actually, I actually enjoyed them after a while. Once I kind of understood the importance. I enjoy the strategy of them, it. but they're too fucking long and too frequent. I enjoyed the con. Yes, the concept to me, I liked and enjoyed. But the mundanity of the repetitiveness, repetitiveness of them and the frequency with which you had to deal with them was not acceptable to me in in the long run of the game you know like great idea fun thing to add leaned on it too much maybe is the best way to put it i could see that i i I think honestly and i could wait until blessing but might as well talk about now i think the only it did a disservice by not explaining that better especially for somebody like me who never reads the the like typically, I don't read the instruction manuals. Obviously, now I read read the instruction manual and knew from researching the history, like that they took place of the boss battles. But even that didn't kind of kick in until partway through, and I was like, "Okay, this is I got to ignore what I saw in the in the, in the manual. This is, the, this is <laughs> a boss are, battle, and I got to focus because I got to win to move on." These are and I enjoyed that kind of puzzle strategy game aspect of it. When as a kid, I felt like. I really enjoyed the platforming because everything was platforming at the time. You know what I mean? And so I, I, my memories of this game were always the platforming, being on the wharf, throwing the yo-yo, doing all that, not the pizza eating contest part. But this time I actually enjoyed that. Maybe just because I'm older and I enjoyed like the relatively slower pace of like, all right, let me strategy. Let me, let me figure this out. Like the more mental aspect of it. So I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm, it's <laughs> again like it was like this oscillation. Like immediately at first, I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit?" I'm like, "Oh, this is fucking interesting." Yeah. And like, "Oh, okay." Like a little harder. Like I enjoy the strategy of this. Okay, and then back down to like, "Now fuck these." <laughs> if they had laid it out, if they had laid it out in the manual, like this replaces your boss battle. Get a, have a strategy. 
the, your cards carry over. Like if they had actually laid that out to you, so you had a bet, you knew what was coming, coming right. in. I think you'd be better prepared to kind of understand and really play the game. You know what right. I mean? The right, the right way. Yep. But they did not do that. <laughs> So yeah, the end credits are not bad when you beat him, if you beat him. It disappointingly and unceremoniously cuts to the score counting screen before getting out of the celebration. I kind of hated that. Like, who cares? I mean, I know it's fucking scores, fucking video games, but like, right. the first thing, I, I don't, don't show me the same thing that you showed me immediately thereafter that I've seen at the end of every other stage. Like, have something different happen. Like, you want to do that at the end, fine, whatever. But like, don't have, you know, I should be celebrating immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or having some feeling of celebration. So the Noid and his green uh, imposter King Should Have Turned Mountain Noid on the sidewalk in front of a bunch of high-rises are Noid taunting the sniveling green Noid with yo-yo tricks. And then the Noid just, like, fucking leaves him like, fuck you, dude. And then, like, uh, I don't know, the per- it's like the indifference, I guess. You know, it's, it's, it's not like... I'm done here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're fucking... I don't have to do it. Fuck off. You're pathetic. And then, yeah, he starts trekking back through a handful of the stages that we'd been through. He goes through, like, I think, like, the financial district, maybe, and the carnival situation, the merry-go-round situation, to a pizza joint where an archetype old-school Italian pizza shop guy is waiting to hand him a bunch of pizzas. That's one of and my then, favorite screens, honestly. Like, I wish I'd taken a print screen of that, because I was like, oh, I really like this. Like, it's something different and new, you know? Yeah. An actual pizza shop. What do you do? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, the art, yeah, look, the art is very good looking. And then, yeah, it cuts to another one, what you have behind you right now, a nice uh, looking single on our Noid hero tugging on his ears in celebration. Then it cuts to a black card where end is typed out one letter at a time and the music finishes up. So it's a little bare bonesy, I would say, as far as uh, the actual like credit sequence. Yeah. The artwork is good and fine, I think. I thought that little procession was good. The cinematic was fine or, or good. But I'm a little the- surprised they didn't make the pizza shop say dominoes on it like there was no there's no actual dominoes maybe that was like a thing that they had to either pay more for licensing i I don't know what there's no way no there's no way that capcom had to pay for anything for this there's just no way that capcom was the or now productions was the catalyst for this project it had to be incentivized by dominoes there's just no way well, even further, making it kind of strange, like how come right. the pizza shop doesn't just say Domino's? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Domino's apron or something. Yeah, and the fucking the like if you're not in a, if you're not an American who was familiar that this was their icon, like that this was their mascot. their mascot, and you just picked up the game or playing it, you might not know that this is a Domino's pizza dude. Yeah, I'm know? trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think from a business perspective what the causation could have been. Yeah, the you know the there's a coupon in the manual, so it's not like. You know, Domino's is openly supporting it, mm-hmm. self being affiliated with the game. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I wonder, dude. Well, no, because I mean, you know, Turtles in Time has Pizza Hut in it, or Turtles, whatever has Pizza Hut in it. So, what I was gonna say is maybe there was some rule about blatant advertising in video games maybe at the time, so. and, I, and I wouldn't know yeah. the particulars of that. But I mean, yeah, this is coming out the same this is 1990 right yeah 1990 same year as turtles 2 so i mean unless we're talking about a matter of months something changing i and i doubt that huh 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 huh. i don't know yeah i'm I'm surprised they didn't as well i I agree that didn't make much sense especially in the celebratory like if you want to whatever there's like this combative aspect to the first part of the game but like the celebratory moment where he's just eating pizzas and happy about it like why wouldn't that why wouldn't you want Domino's to be the pizza that he's eating yeah very interesting surprised it didn't say like right in there like 
use the dollar coupon. Go get some Domino's right now. Celebrate with Lloyd. Fucking, you Why dick around? Like, we know what this is. Fucking don't, don't, don't <laughs> fucking pussyfoot around. Fucking jump. That is the Yonoid title theme bringing us in to the verdict. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. I had fun. Would I recommend it to someone else? Like, if you're in 1990, yeah, have a blast with it. You know, enjoy enjoy your simple platforming. If it was available via a remastered version, you know, I would definitely check it out to see. Dude, you gotta try out that fucking download, yeah, man. That's, definitely yeah. gonna play the the Yo Noi too for sure. Enter Go the void. Check that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, this was always a nostalgia play for me. I'm glad I finally beat it since this was 100% a rental. I did not beat it before, so it was nice to kind of get there. The focus, like I mentioned, on the pizza eating contest, actually finally beating it was very satisfying after having failed multiple times and going back through and having to like spend much more time on the platforming instead of just kind of flying through. Because at first I was kind of unsure, like, this game seems easier than I remember and I was kind of flying through things at first, but then I, when I realized, hey, I'm flying through because I'm missing stuff, I'm skipping things, I didn't even get the whack-a-mole game that you saw, there were certain pickups I didn't get until later. And so you can definitely play this game a different kind of way, but if you don't have that focus on the pizza eating contest, it's going to be tough when you have to focus on those. So I like that it put more, um, made you be more thorough on the platforming levels, and so I appreciated that. Um, again, it, they could have done a much better job of explaining that. The manual was woefully inadequate <laughs> in this yeah, respect. Yeah. If they had a, you know, change the manual, I, I would think it's it's definitely a solid game by by Capcom. Um, the graphics were really fun. The verbiage is really fun. I, I still had a good time with it. I'm expecting you feel slightly differently though. Well, you didn't say. Are you saying you're giving it the blessing? I'm giving it the blessing. Whoa. Yeah. yeah no, no fucking <laughs> no fucking way. Some of the oh. some of the flat you know some of the platforming sequences are not bad. But it never comes anywhere near feeling as good as a Mega Man, a DuckTales, a Little Nemo, a Mario games that I think are blessing caliber action platformers. And it is funny to me that three of the titles, yes, that came to mind for that list, I was not thinking Capcom as I was crackling them, was I'm cracking them off, but for the notes, I mean, but they are all Capcom. Yeah, it's funny to me <laughs> that it is also Capcom, but is a bastard child Capcom game and that it wasn't developed in-house. So it's a funny dynamic of that to me, that it's it's just, again, so renowned for this type of game and comes up short in so many ways. And, like, that's, you know, all of those games, too. Well, Little Nemo, I guess, doesn't. It was not boss battle-focused to the same degree. But Mega Man, that's everything. Mega Man's entire franchise is based on that idea. DuckTales was certainly boss battle focused against the major characters, you know? So it's, again, just another thing. It's just so contrary to what is expected of Capcom, and I I would hate to think that that is fueling any of this. I don't think so. I think I'm being impartial as far as my perspective on it. But it, it is certainly interesting that the things that it lacks in so much are these Capcom staples, you know? And yeah, the, we already have kind of beat the, the horse to death, or, or beating a dead horse, rather, with the pizza-eating contest stuff. It is such a novel idea, and I enjoyed the thinking they encouraged at times, but having one of those every other level completely eliminated any sort of real-time boss battles at all. Like, again, it, like I didn't even think about the math of it, but the fact that like, that last two levels have one in each of them, and that, that there wasn't some action-based something for the end of the game to give... Cause it, 
you know, I always talk about that payoff, that feeling. And you said you got it from winning the last pizza contest and like mm-hmm. what was required of that. And I, you know, I, I can hear that, but just, I guess, <laughs> which is funny, action platformers are not like, well, oh man, I fucking love action platformers. Uh, it's not like that's like, I, I have this like hard staple of things I expect or stable things I expect from that kind of game that like, you know, I'm into these all the time and we need to hit these beats and yada, yada, yada. But like, I do feel like I need some sort of action-based payoff to the end of the game. Uh, that you know, I didn't, I'd never thought about an alternative to that and whether it would displease me or dissuade me from wanting to recommend this to someone else or truly enjoying it or getting that satisfied feeling of beating at the end of the game. And, you know, granted, I didn't beat the end of the game, so I'll, you know, concede that caveat too to this perspective that part of why I didn't feel that satisfaction, maybe I would have if I would have done that work of looping back through and, and, and that being the stand in for that action-based boss battle moment yeah. that you would normally get from this kind of game maybe but i don't think so i i'm you know i i really don't think so and I, w- one thing that was i i think the music also not up to par with capcom at all it's a couple decent, good tracks but i don't love it. yeah a couple yeah a couple tracks, good tracks i did not have a lot to choose from that i was very happy with though. right yeah it is not and it's funny too the, the ones you liked yeah those i mean the i'm telling I, you man it's 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 nostalgia i, I yeah. can i completely can will concede the point if you didn't grow up knowing that this Noid was like the mascot and like where this came from, it's kind of like all right, you got a kind of like mini games and, or strategy card yeah. game. Call it, call it a strategy card game. You kind of kind of like that inner spurt with your platformer to enjoy it. Whereas like if without all that, just coming in blind, it's kind of like eh, I don't know about that. Let me ask you a question: Do you did you know? Do you, when you do the music? At least in this case, I guess it doesn't matter what you do normally or what tends to be the case. But in this case, because in my mind, the stage 11 track you liked or you picked and the stage five track I picked are the only two that are really selection worthy in this entire soundtrack. Did you look at my my selection before you started doing music and just never even considered it for that for that reason, or yeah. did you? Okay, all right. Yeah. So I'd, I, I would look l- over. I don't want to double okay. double count them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would. I would love for you to have been like, yeah, I picked five, and then notice you had on the list, and fucking had to pick something else. I would have loved yeah. to hear that because yeah, I really do think those are the only two tracks that I actually enjoyed. It was all very repetitive, and again, because so much of the game feels that way, anyways, like it only exacerbates that. I see. Mundanity, you know, uh, of playing through what I think is for. I don't know. I don't want to say that the variance doesn't warrant the length of the game, but again, it's just the pizza. It was longer than I remember. It was longer than I expected it to be. I will say that there were more levels. Yeah. I I did not expect it to be as long of a game as it was. Yep. That was Oh yeah. Without some, I just like you've put man, without some heavy nostalgia nudging you. Otherwise, I don't think this is something worth digging into in a modern day as a modern day gamer at all. And I think, the people's faith in King Loric would suffer mightily if he were to bestow the blessing unto a game whose memorable attribute is mundanity. That's fair. That's fair. So that is Yonoid and the Nintendo Entertainment System. Thanks for going along on that ride with us. Next up, we will be bouncing back to the GamePro world for issue 16. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provider, whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. 
follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram or Reddit if you want to get down with us and interface with us on those platforms. A link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist will be in the show notes, as it always is. We do not have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts are on the website. We're wearing some of them now. They're dope, and proceeds on those after product expenses go to Able Gamers. Jay, what are your socials? Gentleman JB, without the second E, is where you can find me when I post on Instagram, Facebook, all those good, good places. And my gamer tag as well. I am on Instagram at my shift key is broke. That is where you can find me. That's my Oculus tag as well. And I'm on Twitter at Josh Folan. If you'd like to get a little bit of Buffalo Bill stuff peppered into your <laughs> content of video games. Okay, bye. Bye.